What is up, fine folks? Welcome back to Double Tapped, episode two. I am Jay. I'm Tanner. I thought you were going to go Electric Boogaloo there. I was very, uh, very curious. I've never understood that reference. So there was a movie called Breakin', which was a breakdancing movie. Okay. That had some critical acclaim, I think, in the either late 70s or early 80s. And they notoriously released a sequel really quickly after called Breaking It, Breaking, maybe it was Breaking It, to Electric, electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. So it has nothing to do with Electric Avenue. The no, song. no, okay. no, just a coincidence there. That would have been my like completely baseless theory. Yeah. But we're back. This is episode two. Today we're having some Michelob Ultra Lime and Prickly Pear Cactus. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize To be very specific. Pear, yeah. yeah. Do you know what a Prickly Pear is? No. I mean, it, I always thought that it was just like a pear of, or like, I didn't know it was a real fruit. I thought it was maybe some kind of oh. like a brand of like sweetened, like liqueur or something. Yeah. But no, it's like actually a fruit that comes from a cactus. Oh, so there you go. That's a little botany. For what do you. they look like? Do they look like prickly little? I think they're purplish pinkish. Huh. I don't know if they actually have the cactus spines on them, but. Gotcha. Okay. I'll never attempt to eat one. Because Just, they're dangerous. I don't live near any cactuses. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, Tanner, what, know. what have you been playing recently? Uh, what you been into? I have been playing. I just recently finished uh, the Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker HD. Oh, really? Yeah, I finished it yesterday and uh, played it for about forty hours. I'd say roughly, maybe a little bit longer wow. than that. Um, I played it in ten streams, so however much gameplay that that uh, mm-hmm. breaks down into, but. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. I'm kind of interested. I haven't been far enough removed from it yet to know exactly where it lies rankings-wise for me. In terms of the Zelda series? Yeah, so I have played... Breath of the Wild was my first Zelda, because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't grow up with them. So uh, Breath of the Wild was my first, Link to the Past, Ocarina, Majora's I only played a bit of because it's an impossible game to stream. Uh, a lot of people have tried streaming that game, and if you don't know what you're doing, just the time mechanic of it makes it so hard to, like... With, with streaming, you normally take a longer time to play through something than sure. if you're just playing it on the couch. And that time spent talking to chat or just thinking through your stuff... Just throws off the whole rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It just makes it really, really hard to stream. So I've, I've, I didn't finish it. Uh, I probably got a third of the way through it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't really feel like I can count that game. This game, uh, Wind Waker, is really interesting to me because the art style is amazing. Yeah. Um, and the gameplay is so fun. It's the most calm, probably, of the Zelda games. They're with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, as someone who... I'm, I've only played Breath of the Wild. Yeah. If I was just looking at the entire roster and I was forced to pick whatever next one I was going to play, it would 100% be Wind Waker. See, you and I are similar in that way, because this is the one... I basically decided I was going to play through all of them after playing Breath of the Wild just to get to Wind Waker. Yeah. Like, that. that is that the one... That was your excuse. Yeah, exactly. The, that's the one I've been waiting to get to the whole time. And uh, I'm glad I did. Ocarina, I know it has a reputation for being one of the greatest games of all time. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually didn't underwhelm me, which I was surprised by, because, you know, it's such a hard expectation to live yeah. up to. Uh, it has aged a little bit, sure. obviously, because all in 64 games have. But uh, really, between, again, I'm, I can't count Majora's really, but between Breath of the Wild, Ocarina, Link to the Past, and this, they are they are all so solid, it's insane. Like they there's not been a miss yet. I'll I will get around to it one of these days of yeah. going down the time machine rabbit hole and just playing at least a lot of them. I'm yeah. not going back to like 
Zelda one on the NES, but no, I was I was going to, and then I was told by pretty much everyone, don't, don't bother. It's not. Where do people recommend you start? Link to the Past, okay. which is the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. one. Um, that's like the first Link to the Past. Playing Ocarina is made better by having played Link to the Past because they take a lot of the same concepts and put them into 3D. Mm. Like you can really see the thought process, yeah. and that's really cool. Uh, but Zelda one and two, to my knowledge, are a lot more. <clears throat> Proof of concepty, just this is what a video game can be because yeah. nobody had adventure games yet. So, um, Link to the Past is the first real polished ten, I think, of the group. So, gotcha. Well, I've been playing a weird mishmash of things. Okay, really, just looking for. I'm on the quest for whatever that next thing I'm going right. to sink a lot of time into is. Yeah. Um, falling back down the Rocket League rabbit hole happens periodically. It um, always does. It's I'm so up good. to gold rank of. I've just been doing. I just do competitive one-on-one duels. A oh, lot. really? Um, Interesting. And it's fun. Like I probably like win like half the time. Yeah, like fifty-fifty. We should play. We should play um, more. I'm all about it. That's one. And that's the more I think about. It, I don't have like Rocket League in my like top ten games of all time. It probably should be. Yeah. Like, just based on how many hours I've poured into it, and how much fun it continues to be. Yeah. Um, it's always a solid game to go back to. I played a lot on PC with a couple of my friends. Like I'm gold one, I think. Yeah. But it's just in 2v2 and 3v3 mm. now. Um, but yeah, just nothing scratches that itch. No. There's nothing like that. It's like we were talking about Monkey Ball recently Yeah. Um, to sort of preview a future episode idea. But like that game, if you want to play Monkey Ball, there's nothing like it. If yeah. you want to play Rocket League, there's no other yeah, there's no sound for it. it. Now, another little thing that I've been playing just because, you know, we talked a little bit and I sort of continue to unveil my Dragon Ball Z fandom. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> I decided to just, you know, go all in. I was like, I'm going to pay $60. I'm going to try Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, what are your thoughts? It is the most unnecessary RPG I have ever played. Whoa. Like. How so? Okay. So the combat of it is, if you've ever, if anyone has ever seen Dragon Ball Z or Xenoverse or Xenoverse 2, the combat is pretty much the same where it's sort of a dome that you can kind of maneuver in. It's not as crisp. I've talked you know, I talked about this where it's not as fast and frenetic as the old Tinkaichi games, but it's Yeah. It's not the Mortal Kombat ripoff that the older ones were. Right, right, right. Um and it's the combat is okay. The con- the controls are weirdly set up and you can't change them. I don't like that. Mm, um, yeah, that's never good. Uh but okay, so the Set all that aside, because that part's fine, and if it were just that, I would probably be playing it more and be playing... And I like that it's the actual story of Dragon Ball Z and not something weird, kind of yeah. like uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is its own unique story. Okay. Even though that's a much better game. <laughs> Interesting. I okay. I still, I'm still not... I'm still early. In yeah, Kakarot. yeah, you're still... But you get dropped in um, at the beginning of the story of Dragon Ball Z. You're playing as Goku. You play as other people, but you start as Goku, <clears throat> and you... <laughs> start walking around and you seeing this world that is just filled with like Z orbs. Okay. That are like different colors. I still don't know what they do. <laughs> How many hours do you have in it? Maybe like six to eight. Like, oh, wow. Okay. So I got like a good deep. taste of it. Yeah. Um, I beat this Saiyan arc. I'm on Namek. Now, okay. For anyone who knows what that means. <laughs> uh, but like, it, sometimes it just frees you like, okay, you can fly around and you can either go to the next story mission or you can fly around and there are little side missions, which I've only barely like dabbled in, but you're flying around. And like I said, there's just these orbs that are just in midair that you can just fly through and collect. Huh? 
and it just it makes it seem like you're really supposed to do that, mm. even though I beat these. I don't. It has a lot of RPG mechanics. I can tell it has these weird menus that have like characters you can t- tie yourself to to get certain benefits. Yeah, you can collect these Z orbs to get. I guess to buy stuff or like. I don't know. I haven't used any of it, and I still was able to beat the Saiyan arc <laughs> with relative ease. Like, it wasn't that okay. hard. That's weird. So I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, if you're trying to make this an RPG, you're doing a bad job because I'm not necessarily motivated to figure out how to level up. Right. I'm just able to level up by just winning these fights. So hmm. it's it's weird. Like, it is very, very strange. Yeah, that sounds um, jarring almost. And I, like I said, I'm... I don't know. I'll probably just keep dabbling in it. I'm curious. I, I'm at the point where I can play as Vegeta, which I really like. Yeah, of course. That's um, always a, always a plus. Uh, but it's it's so weird. It's definitely not... Like I would much rather go back and replay any of the old games at this point than continue to play this. But both because those are hard to access and because this is definitely more modern and more you know fluid and smooth yeah. in certain ways. I guess I'll keep tinkering with it. <laughs> you sound delighted to yeah. have to do that. So I, it is not the Dragon Ball Z game I would have made, but it's the Dragon huh. Ball Z game that we have. Yeah. Well, so, that's a disappointment, but it is a little bit. But it's all. I wasn't like expecting a ton out of it. It was more like I need something. I like Dragon Ball Z. Let's give this a shot. Yeah. Scratch the edge kind yeah. of thing. So let's move on to some news. Okay. Of which there's a fair amount that has happened. Okay. Uh, since we last spoke. Yes. And a couple of these are going to be what I'm calling big shotgun blasts of okay. news. The first is going to be what I'm going to call a shotgun blast of Bethesda. Oh, all right. Because there's been a lot of Bethesda talk in recent weeks. Yeah. Oh, just so it's said, uh, because it took a while to set up the podcast mm-hmm. infrastructure and stuff, we recorded uh, two Saturdays ago now? Yes. So there's been a full two weeks in between the last podcast and now, even mm-hmm. though moving forward, hopefully we can do it, it every smoother. week. Yeah, so... Just in case it seems like we're covering a lot more than last episode, that's just yeah. that's why. And we're not going to try to cover everything that's happened. No, 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 every no, no. time. No, we're just hitting on some of the things that I think are the biggest. Yeah, and this is a lot and relevant to me because I'm a big fan of a lot of Bethesda games. As yeah, you as well. As, as am I. Yeah. So there have been rumors swirling. Uh, a lot of it based on some an interview that Sp- Phil Spencer gave and some comments that he made about the future exclusivity of a lot of these Bethesda IPs. Okay. Um, and I just want to have a little discussion about that. The most, you know, well, I guess the next one that's going to be coming out, regardless of whatever ever else they're working on, is Starfield, their newest mm. IP. We still don't really know what it is. Yeah. Other than it's... Have we seen anything other than that logo reveal, like not, two weeks no, ago or three weeks ago? A lot of people are speculating that they're going to do a Fallout 4-esque reveal and release within the same continuous okay. year. I'm cool with that. There was a rumor swirling around that it's potentially this year and that they mm. would re- you know, reveal it or re-reveal it at whatever this year's E3 and What ends E3 up becomes, being, yeah. Which I'm sure we'll talk about in upcoming weeks. Yes. Um, what are you thinking about is Starfield even... I guess we haven't seen much of it. Are you excited? Are you interested? Are you even going to be you'd be able to because you have a PC do you think I'll even be able to play it because I have a PlayStation 5 that's a good question I would to answer the first part first I am tentatively excited I actually think I like Fallout 4 more now Mm -hmm. than I did when it came out because I think when Fallout 4 dropped um, if people remember it was around the same time as Witcher 3 I believe and Witcher 3 just kind of took over the oh this is what open world games should be 
there's all these new mechanics. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't like the Fallout 4 like base building, you know, kind of scenario. Yeah, and wasn't my favorite aspect of it. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but it wasn't. It was just kind of a non thing. Yeah, I didn't really care. I agree. Um, but looking back on it, I'm a little more like maybe it's a rose tinted glasses situation, but I'm a little more nostalgic for it now, and I, I think it's a fine game. Mm-hmm. I still like Three in New Vegas better, but uh, that is the last like big open world we got from them. Fallout 76 is a whole different thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so. My my excitement for Starfield is a little bit of Fallout and a little bit of Outer Worlds. Mm. And Outer Worlds was kind of disappointing to me. Really? Um, I, I just downloaded it again, actually. Interesting. I I think that game, I could it could totally just been the case of I wasn't in the mood. Mm. I didn't have that itch yet. Um, but it felt, I knew exactly what that game was. And played like 15, 20 hours of it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need anymore." Um, so if it is a similar thing, because that has you know space travel and stuff, if it's a similar thing to that, then I'll probably buy it. But I'm just really more curious what it actually is. Me too. Um, I like if their intent is to do the prompt reveal and release. I hope that is what they do. I think that's I what too. pretty much every developer should kind of follow that formula. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm with you that it's. It's a Bethesda, presumably a Bethesda open world RPG sci-fi style. Like it's probably going to be no less than good. Yeah, no, it'll, um, it'll be fine. But and I do think to sort of hit on the second question I asked, which was, I think oh, this right. one will come to PlayStation. I agree. That's what I was going to say. It's too deep in development. It would have been developed for stuff. PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. So, but where do you think the line ends up being drawn in the sand? Where? Do you think that there will, in perpetuity, be games that come to PlayStation, or do you think there's a point at which they will cut it all off and say we are just Xbox exclusive going forward? See, it's such an interesting conversation because I, I can, I can totally see both sides mm-hmm. of of this idea. Right? You don't buy Bethesda to not have them make you make money. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the day, they're companies. That's what they. That's the reason they buy Bethesda. Now there are two lines of thought with this, which are one is you make more money by bringing players to your platform they start buying other games on Mm -hmm. xbox you make money from your store and from all the other uh, controllers and hardware and things like that so you make money from that um and so you want to keep bethesda uh, exclusive simply to bring them to your platform the other idea which there is precedent for xbox doing this is you support it on all consoles i.e minecraft yep um, because they own Mojang, and you just make all the money that company would have made. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Xbox is smart. I think Phil Spencer is really doing good things over there, because neither of us own a, a next-gen Xbox, no. but I think we both are fans of what they do, and I think this... <laughs> and just to say, in the wake of all this news, I'm probably closer to owning one than I ever have Sure, been. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I think they're smart, and I think they know there's a lot of value, and they're already kind of saying this, in just having these games be nailed down. These are going to be Game Pass games, you know, day one at launch, because there is no better value assessment. I mean, I had Game Pass for a few months to play Outer Worlds, because it's like, do I spend $60 for one game, or do I get Game Pass for three months and then play all these other games? That's how I played a few other games on Xbox as well, so I, I think... I don't know. I could see both sides of it. I think maybe there might be certain titles they do keep exclusive and certain that, you know, your Elder Scrolls 6s, your big fallouts, things like that, that do go multi-platform. 
But who knows? I mean, I, I would not be shocked to see them bring everything exclusive. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, where I'm early. Maybe this is, you know, wishful thinking that surely I'm like, oh, the millions and millions of copies that you would sell of Elder Scrolls six on the eventual PlayStation five release. Surely that would net you out, you know, enough money to, you know, yeah. recoup whatever you would have lost by keeping it, keep, keeping it exclusive. Um, but definitely some of these franchises are going to go exclusive. Um, it's hard to pinpoint which ones. I had if I had to throw out some guesses, something like Doom mm. screams like a really good like exclusive yeah, Xbox title really to me. Um, I think I think there's an argument for anything not Bethesda proper. So your arcane games, whatever right. those are going to be, your uh, id games like Doom. I think those are the games that may go into that exclusive tier. Even like the Wolfenstein games. Yeah. Um, because those have such a lineage on PC anyway, and Xbox is trying to do the Game Pass on PC mm. thing. It just makes sense. My worry would be that they would do something more like, okay, they ha- if they were trying to cover all their bases in terms of their exclusive offerings, Yeah. obviously they already have Halo. So maybe their thought process might be, okay, we have a good exclusive shooter. Maybe we need to pivot and have a big exclusive like adventure type game. Oh, right. And then Elder Scrolls somehow becomes the game that ends up exclusive and yeah, I mean, breaks my heart. <laughs> that would be would that be the most if you can I'm I'm going to go into it with the assumption that anything you can play on Xbox you can play on PC. That's been their yes. their rule forever now. So that already softens the exclusivity of it. But would Elder Scrolls 6 going to Xbox exclusive? Would that be the most landmark, exclusive, exclusifying <laughs> thing in our lifetime as far as games go? It would be up there, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I think the, there's an argument to be made there, and that, and I think the what will net out from that is the actual like, okay, let's watch these console sales. Mm. The de- like the in the months after whenever they end up announcing one of these games that ends up being exclusive, let's see how that plays out because yeah. Do I, I do I have to buy an Xbox if Elder Scrolls Six is exclusive? I kind of think Probably, I do. Probably, yeah. Like I look, uh, and I'm not like a long term Elder Scrolls fan. I've only played Skyrim. Yeah. But oh my goodness, did I play Skyrim? Right. Like, yeah. Hundreds of hours in Skyrim. I love Skyrim. It's one of my favorite games of all time. So this game that I think is going to have the spirit of Skyrim because of the success of that game. Sure. Is going to be just a, mainly a follow up to that. Like I don't know how I can't. Buy whatever it takes to play it. Yeah. So, um, and kind of in a similar vein, because like I've been playing a lot of games on PS5 right now that are older games that are getting you know performance boosts, whatever. Sure. Another little tidbit that we got recently in the vein of Xbox and Bethesda is that a lot of Bethesda's older games are actually getting performance boosts on the new Xbox yeah, consoles and only on Xbox. It's, oh, that crushes me. Oh, it, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> I would love to go back and play some of these games like with boosted frames and like I think the two that were highlighted were Skyrim and I want to say Fallout 4 mm. were getting like FPS boost exclusively on Xbox Series S and I was like yeah dang it it's like, a smart move man because I would love to play, Fallout 4 is a game that I would I was like I only played that through that game once which was enough to get the platinum but like yeah I would like to play through it again and I certainly don't remember a lot of the you know aspects of that map because there's tons to sure. explore and like, yeah. that would be a really good you know I would time enjoy, killing thing I would enjoy playing that game again for the platinum because I never got it that one trophy is a the it's a hassle the community one yeah where you get everyone to like x percent happiness or happiness, maybe it's 100 yeah. percent happiness and it was weird but 
and yeah, it was very frustrating, but I remember getting that one and being very excited. Mm. Um, let's move on from Bethesda because I don't want to think about Elder Scrolls <laughs> not being on PS5 anymore. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Square Enix. Okay. Another big developer. There was a Square Enix Presents. Yes. Earlier, I guess it was technically last week now. Um, where there was some interesting stuff. I don't, I'm not a huge Square Enix as a developer fan Nor in general. Nor am I. Yeah. But there was some interest, interesting things to pull from here. One for me is maybe going to you know, pull me back into a game that I'm still not entirely sold on but that I own is the Avengers game is getting a Black Panther expansion. Oh, cool. The War for Wakanda is what nice. it's going to be called. Um, I'm interested in this. They just released... The Hawkeye, it's not an expansion, but it's sort of just like a an update with some new missions and a new story yeah. with both Kate Bishop and Clint Barton, mm. which I'm like, okay, I'm, I just re-downloaded it on PS5. I got my free PS5 upgrade. Nice. So I'm going to maybe play through it again, you know, get the, some trophies, blah, 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 and then see what these new heroes have to offer in terms of are they fun to play as? Because there, there's a lot of fun to be had in Avengers. I'll maintain that. But yeah. the missions are super repetitive. And some of the characters are way more fun to play as than others. Mm. I really enjoy Iron Man and Thor because the flying mechanics are surprisingly fun. Oh, interesting. In Avengers. Um, do you have any... Like, you haven't played Avengers. You haven't bought it. Like, No, I... I could see myself grabbing that game for, like, a 20 bucks mm. or something. But until it drops to that point, no. I don't really have a, a, a major itch to play it. Yeah. And this is also... They were talking... With, I think they said summer 2021 is when this expansion is slated for release. Okay. The Black Panther expansion. And they've also said that the Spider-Man playable character, which was promised as a PS or PlayStation exclusive, is at least coming not before the Black Panther expansion. So I'm kind of like, hmm. where's Spider-Man? Because I was, yeah. a, as a human, Spider-Man's my favorite superhero. Yeah. You certainly know. Yeah. And everyone knows that. I love Spider-Man to the ends of the earth more than any other superhero. <laughs> So this was a big selling point for me. It was the eventual getting to play as Spider-Man in this pretty fun game. Yeah. So I'm still kind of like, okay, when's this coming? <laughs> Just buying your time. Um, but I'm I don't know if I'll pay money for an expansion. Um, we'll see how if I can actually if the elements of it can get its hooks in me. Maybe I'll enjoy replaying the missions more on PS5 with faster load times and better graphics sure. more than I did on PS4. But yeah. that remains to be seen. There was also a new Life is Strange announced. Which, which is the thing that piqued my interest the most. Yeah, because these are games I have not played. Okay, so what so do you think of this? I have played Life is Strange 1 and Before the Storm. Uh, I own Life is Strange 2, played the first episode, was going to play them as they came out, then decided about halfway through I'll play them all once they're out, mm. and then have just never gone back and played them. Uh, I really enjoy these games. I, I get the criticisms of them. They do have... I think they're enjoyable in the same way that people enjoy, like, sort of your One Tree Hill type stuff, which is, like, it's kind of cheesy, kind of shitty teen dialogue, but with fun, emotional characters and uh, just really interesting decisions. I I think Life is Strange 1 is still the best of those games. Like I said, I haven't played 2 yet, but I think it was better than Before the Storm. Um, It has a a popcorn-ness to it. Uh, but I really, I really enjoy those games, so I'm, I'm optimistic for Life is Strange three. Yeah, and they're also remastering uh, the older ones. Oh, interesting. Uh, that was a, a part of this announcement. Which, let me ask you, because I'm still my understanding of the Life is Strange games is that they are 
for all intents and purposes, what we would call telltale games. Yes. Yeah. So that's what they are. Yes, they are very similar. Okay. Would you recommend them for someone who is a cursory fan of those kinds of games? Um, Like me? For you specifically, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it may be too... Those games are a little bit more artsy fartsy than telltale games are mm. um to and i you know i went to art school so it's that's up there my alley go. but um i went to business school i only care about money <laughs> but no i'm just saying that because i know that's not everybody's cup of tea yeah and for sure they don't have the same there are funny moments but they don't have the same like tongue-in-cheek humor mm. of like your borderlands from telltale which that's my favorite telltale game right. by far um but if you want a, a pretty interesting story, it takes turns that I definitely didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and if you're just in that mood for that kind of game, then yeah, it's it's. It seems like one that might pop up on PlayStation Plus somewhere down the line, so I yeah, might I would hold not off be, and see that. I would not be shocked if Season 1 becomes a Plus game. A couple other games that were talked about at the Square Enix Presents. Have you Are you at all familiar with, I don't even know how the first word, Ballin' Wonder World? No. Have you seen anything about this? No. So this is a Sega game. Okay. And it's a sort of like modern reimagining of like a classic like Sega platformer. Okay. But I the, the demo has been out since January on like all platforms. Okay. I've seen some talk about the demo. Apparently it is awful. <laughs> like truly bad. Apparently almost every button is jump. <laughs> like what? Every like you know, face button X, Y, square, circle, whatever. All of those buttons are jump. The trigger is jump. <laughs> what? Like, so, like, all you're doing is like navigating this world. There are like coins to collect, but like, all you can do is like walk and jump. Huh. And they're like, apparently, these, I guess there they're are enemies. Okay. And it's apparently there's like a Kirby take on it where, like, oh, you can beat this enemy and sort of take their power. Right. But apparently, all the powers do is modify your jump. <laughs> Of course. So, and right. it's gonna be a six it's sixty dollars. Like it's a full like what? legit game, which is hilarious to me. Yeah, that's awesome. We should look at look at the demo or look at the yeah, trailers yeah, we'll or something trailer sometime some soon point. where it's very I'd be curious to get your take. But certainly that's a no from me, dog. <laughs> it's probably a no from Randy me as Jackson. well, but um <laughs> <laughs> nice attribution. The last game I wanted to talk about from Square Enix presents yes. is Project Athia which is now known as Forspoken. Okay. They gave it the formal title. Did you see anything from this? No, but this has been shown before. There was a cinematic trailer before. There was okay. been no gameplay. We got our first is a very brief vertical slice of gameplay. Okay. And obviously the full title now is Forspoken. This is the game that's written by Gary Whitta. Oh. Um, and it looks interesting. Um, basically, the there's a brief cinematic trailer where the protagonist, who's a young woman, basically turns around and sees a giant dragon. She gets scared, cuts away, gives you the title. And then there's the brief gameplay slice, which is like very traversal-oriented. Basically, all you're seeing is her like move around the world. It seems to be an mm. open-world action, maybe RPG kind of game. Okay. And the fluidity of the movement, it looks a lot like the... Uh, you remember the original... Like one of the demos of PS5, where there was this like, woman in like the ruins who like flies yes, down. Yes. It reminded me of that. Oh, a lot. okay. So I don't know that if that looked was, intriguing. Yeah. So it's I'm that kind that of idea. movement, super fast, super fluid. Yeah. I was like, okay, you've at least piqued my interest. So color me interested. Yeah. I mean, Gary Wood has written some cool stuff. Like Book of Eli is awesome. So yeah. I think it can be interesting. 
So to move on, one of our, let's see, our second to last news story, and you specifically asked to bring this up, yeah. because I originally was going to bring it up, and then passed on, you're like, no, let's do it, is Sony has purchased v, or Evo, right. the competitive fighting league. Yeah, so this is- Video it, games, it, not like it, UFC. Yeah, this is interesting. It's it's a, uh, it's a an esports tournament that is, and I admittedly don't know a, a ton about esports, but uh, I even I have heard of Evo. Uh, that's where, at one point- most of like your major fighting mm. game like championships were happening. Right. So Street Fighter, Smash, Mortal Kombat, I think all of them have had representation at some point at Evo. Um, I'm not super up to date on what the catalog is, but uh, this is just a really interesting move to me because I don't really see what Sony gains from this. I was kind of thinking the same thing. They don't have a major fighting game to promote. I mean, I know they have ties with like, Unless Street Fighter. that's like in the works. Maybe, yeah. And we might get to that. Uh, but, like, I, I really, I'm just really confused why they did it. Uh, I know that Sony has shown interest in buying other gaming things that aren't necessarily PlayStation, mm-hmm. i.e. their Epic Games sort of purchase. Um, and I know this is a, probably a good thing for Evo because what I do know about Evo is that before this purchase, there were rampant accusations of both like sexual assault and sexual yeah, harassment. This, yeah, with, the culture with, around it was not yes. great. So in this case, this sort of corporate takeover could be advantageous to like hit the reset button, yeah. right? Um, so that's good for fans of Evo. I just think it's an interesting thing to bring up because it's not Sony buying a studio. Mm. They're buying basically just a name and a tournament. It's, and they're kind of just becoming like the corporate sponsor of Evo. right, exactly, yeah. So I, I, I'll be curious to see what they bring to this. I think the only, to my knowledge, I could be way off on this, but the only time that I have knowledge of this is with like Rocket League Championship Series, which mm. Psionics does have a hand in, and then um, Overwatch League, which yeah. is its own completely own thing. And I'll be curious to see if Sony either partners with uh, some fighting game. I know they've had Street Fighter stuff in the past. Or if they bring a new fighting game out, mm-hmm. or or where this goes, I know that Nintendo specifically put out some statement that was like, "We are happy for Sony buying the thing. Whatever, we'll continue to monitor whether Smash is right for Evo." Right. And Nintendo, if you know the the fighting game community, is really bad about supporting Smash in fighting game like esports, specifically melee Mm -hmm. the melee community has asked nintendo to do so much and they never do anything because they're like buy the new smash game they don't want people playing this old smash game i get i understand but other companies have taken the approach of like if you're just playing our game that's good for us Mm -hmm. people watching melee on twitch will make them want to go buy the new smash right um so we'll see if if nintendo pulls out of evo now i kind of doubt it but yeah it'll be interesting to to monitor yeah certainly not a lot of skin in the game for really either of us on this but sure a curious thing to see how it plays out because really every time either microsoft or sony makes one of these big acquisitions it's interesting to just ponder how it's going to play into that landscape of yeah what's the strategy y. what are they doing here so yeah maybe if they buy some studio launch as like the premier fighting game at evo you know we'll see where it goes yeah our last news story which you were unaware of this. I was unaware of this. There is a video game Hall of Fame. Yeah, I didn't know this. And just earlier last week, they announced the nominees. Okay. Let's see here. I'm going to pull up this article here. This is from Rochester First. Oh. Is which like I presume to be the Rochester newspaper. Yeah, cool. 
which I'm like, I don't know why you guys are the ones covering this, but <laughs> is I, it in Rochester? The, it is. Or well, I don't know if the, the Hall of Fame Hall of itself Fame. is. Um, so here are the twelve finalists for induction. I'm not sure how many of these will actually get in. Okay, but these are the nominees, and these are just I guess franchises. Oh, okay. So Animal. it's not people. No, it's the games themselves. Interesting. Okay. Animal Crossing. Huh. Call of Duty. Farmville. Whoa. FIFA. Okay. Guitar Hero. Mattel Football. This is weird. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. Pole Position. (laughs) Portal. StarCraft. Tron. And where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Nice. Tron the movie? No, I guess Tron the game. Or is there a Tron game? I thought the movie was based on a game. Well, the movie is about video games. Yeah, that's you're right. But I don't know if there was a... I'm sure there were Tron video games. Yes, this is definitely... They're showing the cover here. This is definitely a Tron video game. You can see, like, the arcade stick. Huh, okay. It must have been, like, an early thing. All right. And it says, like, every year the games are judged based on four categories. Okay. Icon status. All right. The game is widely recognized and remembered. Sure. Longevity. The game is more than a passing fad and has enjoyed popularity over time. That's an interesting qualifier. It is. Geographical reach. The game meets the above criteria across international boundaries. Okay. And influence. The game has exerted significant influence on the design and development of other games or on other forms of entertainment, popular culture, society in general. Hmm. Which is, you know, pretty interesting. It goes through a rundown here of all of the different ones, but we're at least mostly familiar with at least the big names on this list. Yeah. But I'm going to pull up here the actual World Video Game Hall of Fame because it's not big. It's a relatively new thing. Okay. And we're just going to look at some of these games. All right. I just find this interesting. We're going to talk about which of the nominees we think should get in, right? Sure. Okay. And I don't know. Let's see. Okay, we'll base it on how many inductees there were each year. Okay. Because it seems like they're pretty consistent. So it started in 2015. and the 2015, there were six inductees. Okay. Which is, this is interesting because this was the first class. You would think these are, the, these are heavy hitters, and they are. Yeah. Doom. Okay. Pac-Man. Yeah, Pac-Man had to be there. Pong. All right, that makes sense. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Tetris. And World of Warcraft. Oh, interesting. Which, uh, that's wow, a pretty, was a it's a pretty stout list. Yeah, that's that's hard to fault. 2016, there were also six inductees. Now, here's where I think things get interesting. Okay. In 2015, those 2015 inductees, those are all franchises. There are multiple games. Sure. This one, there's there's at least one game on here that is not a franchise. It's a single game, even though it's part of a franchise, and it's the first one, which is Grand Theft Auto Three. Huh. Which I think is interesting. Why not just induct? Why not just Grand the Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, that is interesting. Even though, and that is the game that like pioneered the open world Grand sure, Theft Auto. Sure, and that I guess that's know. it. Like you tell the old. I know that with a lot of Hall of Fame discussions, especially in sports, which mm-hmm. is where we're most familiar with them, um, and probably where they're most prevalent. A lot of times, I've heard the thing of like, can you tell the story of the sport with, without yeah. this game or without this person? And so I wonder if that's the approach of like. You can't tell the story of how many Grand Theft Auto games there were and open world games of that style yeah, really. without Grand Theft Auto 3 specifically. I like that criteria. To move on, more 2016 inductees. Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, makes sense. Space Invaders. The Legend of Zelda. Oregon Trail. Nice. And The Sims. Oh. Okay. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty good yeah. class. In 2017, there were only four inductees. Oh, it got a little more strict. 
Donkey Kong. Yeah. This is a franchise, I guess. Halo Combat Evolved. Oh, so, so Halo the first one. one. Which, huh. you know, arguments to be made there one way yeah, or the other. Xbox becomes a thing. This has Pokemon Red and Green, which most people in America would be like Pokemon, Pokemon Red, Red and Blue. Blue. Yeah. But there was technically Red and Green first. Yeah. And then Street Fighter 2. Oh, weird. I wonder why. Yeah. It's sort of getting more specific over time. Yeah. And they've it seems like they've cut down to only four inductees per year because in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, there were four each year. Okay. 2018, Final Fantasy VII, specifically. Makes sense. John Madden Football. Nice. So the entirety of the Madden franchise, pretty yeah. much. Space War. What is that? I don't know. Interesting. It's Space War exclamation point, to be specific. <laughs> that has to be an Atari game. Tomb Raider. I guess Tomb Raider was the last one in 2018. 2019. We got some more interesting ones here. Colossal Cave Adventure. Oh, it's a game from 1962. Oh, okay. So this so is it's a, just like a pioneer of yeah, games in general. Okay. Gotcha. Colossal Cave Adventure. I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> we'll look this back, up too. Back to the Google. Yeah. Colossal Cave. I'm going to guess it's a precursor to The Legend of Zelda, like oh, a dungeon this, crawler. No, this is a text adventure okay, for sure. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Also known as Advent, Colossal Cave, or, or oh, Adventure. I've just actually adventure. heard of Just Adventure. I okay. think that was an Atari port, maybe? Um, I've always been curious about, like, just text adventure games. Yo, shout out to, uh, shout out to Zork. Yeah. Which I actually played as a kid. <laughs> I liked Zork. Anyway. All right. In, also in 2019, Microsoft Solitaire. Oh, nice. That's a great, like. That's a good include, yeah. yeah. In terms of prolificness, like, probably more people have played that than most video games. Yeah, a lot of people's introductory point to games. Mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat. Makes sense. And Super Mario Kart. So Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. 2020. Bejeweled. Hey! Popcap getting love. <laughs> Centipede. Okay. King's Quest. All right. And Minecraft. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So can you read the nominees again quickly for this Let me year? Go back to it here. So we can only get four. Yeah, as so our, it's as four our seems criteria. to be the template here. So Animal Crossing, okay. Call of Duty, okay. Farmville, FIFA, Guitar Hero, Mattel Football, Flight Simulator, Pole Position, Portal, Starcraft, Tron, and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Okay, I'm gonna eliminate some right now. Sure. Farmville's gone. I'm, it's, that's it, fine. The Specifically, the criteria of it's more than just a fad. That was literally a fad. Yeah, it was. You're Nobody's right. playing Farmville anymore. At least not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, Mattel football. Don't know what that is. Me neither. Um, and it would always be overshadowed by Madden. By Madden, right. Uh, Animal Crossing. I don't think you can make the argument for it. Not yet. I think, granted, I know a lot of people who absolutely love that franchise. I'm not saying... This isn't saying that Animal Crossing shouldn't be there one day, mm. but among the other heavy hitters we've seen, it just seems like that was like the next Nintendo property in line. And I don't know that Animal Crossing is absolutely key. Maybe it is with the Switch and with the pandemic and stuff. That might actually be the best case for it. But I don't know that you need Animal Crossing to tell the wider story of video games. Sure. Um, so what are we? what are we left with? So you eliminated... So you eliminated Farmville. You so we've eliminated Animal Crossing as well. Yes, in my opinion, I agree, and I agree with that. And eliminated Mattel football. Uh, so we're left with Call of Duty, FIFA, Guitar get Hero. Get rid of FIFA. FIFA. See, I was gonna say put FIFA in there. See, here's my okay. Hold on. 
because of the how, just how prolific FIFA is worldwide. Yeah, that's a good point. I I don't know. I guess my my idea for this was FIFA will have always existed. Someone was always going to make a soccer game. Mm. I don't know that FIFA specifically, and you could say this for Madden too, although okay. it's the best of the football games. I don't know that so like FIFA specifically is hallmark other than it is just the option. We could keep it for now and then come back okay, to it. But. Sure. I but I and I understand where you're coming. There was always going to be a soccer game. Yes. However, do you apply that same logic to Call of Duty and say there was always going to be a military shooter? Not, not in the same way because Call of Duty has staved off other competitors at a rate that's Call of Duty impressive. is also just the commercial success of Call of Duty is yeah. pretty ridiculous. And I know FIFA sells incredibly well. It does. I'm not saying that either. But it's like every every month just about you look at the top selling games on just about any platform and it, Call of Duty is almost always in the top like three. Yeah, there's a reason they make them every year. So I think Call of Duty is a slam dunk. Like I agree. You induct Call of Duty. So let's, let's say we got that one for sure. Yes. M- to my dismay, I think you can eliminate Guitar Hero. I don't know that you, you can. Oh, really? Okay. Because if we're looking at some of the other things that were mentioned, they are almost zeitgeists, right? Not that they were fads necessarily, but when you think of Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. yes, that franchise carries on to today, but you think of like early arcade yeah, or yeah. maybe the NES, right? And Guitar Hero was such a moment. It way it more than this doesn't this doesn't apply to Farmville. Farmville was just like a if you were there you remember it. I doubt people. It's more like if you were on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I doubt people who are like younger, quite a bit younger than us, even know what Farmville is. Like I, I hope it not. Is, it has not had, and I think they might know what Guitar Hero is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think Guitar Hero was such a craze for such a long period of time that I I think it has an argument for sure. Maybe, I think it has an argument. Yeah, I'll say that. Let's see. Microsoft Flight Simulator. I kind of think it's a lock. You think? Yeah. Flight Simulator is not something I ever played. But if you talk to people of a certain generation, Mm -hmm. of a certain age, sort of, I guess, like mid-30s, early 40s now, almost everyone brings up who are into PCs at all. Almost everyone brings up Flight Simulator. Yeah. Because it was that. It was like the... Of course, it's it's a hybrid between games and like a sim, but... It was the height of PC gaming for a bit. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is if your run if your game can run Flight Simulator, people bought Flight Sticks, and people lost so much time in Flight Simulator. So I think it's it's at least worth mentioning. I think I'm kind of agreeing with you, and I think what I'm sort of settling on is that if you're the like archetypal game of like a genre that you sort of pioneered, yeah, then you probably deserve to be in. Yeah. And so Microsoft Flight Simulator is certainly like the most prolific flight simulator sure. game out there. Yeah. In a in a genre that like there was always going to be people who were like, I want a video game where I can just fly a plane just because yes. I could I'll probably never fly a plane in real life. Right. But I would like to try. So that becomes their outlet for that. So I'm OK. We can definitely keep that on the considerations. OK. What is pole position? Pole position was an Atari racing game. That's kind of what I assume was just a super old. Uh, racing game. I think it was Atari. Let me look. Um. Yeah, it's just like one of the first racing games. I think you can kind of get rid of it personally, but yeah, it's too. it's pretty legendary. Uh, oh, it was an arcade game first, but yeah, it was it was just a racing game. Okay. Um, I don't think it does anything special. Me neither. And it's not a brand that's lasted a long time like a Mario Kart. Mm. So I don't know. 
For me, it's not. We might be too young, but... What about Portal? <sighs> Portal's a really interesting one to me because I think it influenced... One of the categories was how influential is it? And it influenced such a new generation of puzzle games. Yeah. With things like uh, The Witness or... Um, the Turing test game, or uh, there's that other Talos principle. There's a lot of um, your even, beloved uh, Stanley Parable. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it <laughs> definitely sure. influences Stanley Parable from a from a different aspect. Yeah. and things like Superliminal, and there's still games that are so so inspired by Portal, um, and it kind of reinvented what puzzle games could be, and at least to me, because I used to think of puzzle games as like you're solving a puzzle. You're, you know, there's a a a, a mat in front of you and there's pieces to move around yeah. or whatever or it's like a pop cap game and you're doing more like bejeweled or, or zoom or peggle things like that so i i think there's an argument that it's not a strong enough contender with some of these other things but i also think the redefining the puzzle genre is a huge thing as well i'm kind of i'm inclined to say it's at least a good contender because I've never played Portal, either mm. of them. But it's just one of those... It's it's kind of a meme, and not in a bad way. Like yeah. It's just a game that you can reference. Sure. And pretty much everyone who plays, you know, that aren't... It's just is not like a super casual player of video games is going to understand uh, Portal is its own unique thing. I don't know. It's, it's sort of like a movie that, like is a one-time movie that, like, there's no sequels, there's no nothing. It's a weird yeah. little art house movie, but that is so agreed upon to be great yeah. that it becomes legendary. Even though Portal 2 is probably better than Portal 1. Yeah, but even, but I'm just saying, like, as Portal 1 and 2 combined. Yeah, I'm... Portal wouldn't be at the top of my list for this, but it would definitely... I wouldn't be mad if no, it gets in. nor would I. I'm almost surprised they didn't just do the orange box. Yeah. Because that was such a thing mm-hmm. for Valve, just like, and what Valve ended up becoming. Like, have you ever played StarCraft? <laughs> I have not. Me neither. I, I'm almost. Uh, this is one I don't feel any way toward, but I wouldn't be shocked if it does make it. Yeah, me it's too. just so legendary. Tron seems like one where, like, I'll get rid of it. Yeah, because I mean, the movie is more it's, of a thing than yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. But what about where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? You know, there is a strong argument. Me, I think so, too. Because, you know, if you're going to tell the story of games, you have to include educational games at some point. Yeah. Especially for people like us who, you know, we grew up going like computer lab or whatever, right? Oh, so yeah. the, I think Oregon Trail is this, is a stronger candidate from that category, but... It's already in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think this is probably the next game. If you ask me to name yeah. another like educational, and game. Oregon Trail is more of an act. Not, uh, when I say actual game, I don't mean that in any sort of derisive way. But it's no. like the point of Oregon Trail is for you to play it and just have right. fun or enjoy it for what it's trying to do. Yeah, this is like you're trying to learn geography. Right, like, exactly. But it's fun. Like yeah. I remember playing these games at like my cousin's house when I was like six, and just being like, "Can I play Carmen San Diego?" Just yeah, I thought it was fun. It's a fun um, game. So in terms of that, as a pioneering and enduring, like, you know, educational game, also a TV show. Sure. Um, also a game show. There really? was a, there was a Carmen Sandiego, I think this Nickelodeon. This like Bell, but I also kind of don't believe it. It's a little it. bit before our time. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like a Nickelodeon game show, similar to like Double Dare. And, and I'm voting for this to like get that. in. Yeah, I think I am too. All right. So we got Sandy, we got Carmen Sandiego as a lock. Call of Duty is a lock. Is a lock. So we're choosing between now Guitar Hero 
I say FIFA should be considered FIFA Portal Portal Starcraft Starcraft Flight Simulator. Yes, Flight Simulator's in. I'm telling you, dude. I'm fine with that. So that's three. so our, our last thing. FIFA Guitar Hero Portal Starcraft. I think you get rid of Starcraft. Okay. Simply because Warcraft is already in. And I know they're completely different games. Don't come at me if you're a huge <laughs> RTS person. But I, I I, just don't think it's on the same level as some of these other things. Sure. Specifically because there's so many people who, I don't know. It's not for me, and that's probably yeah. why it's not my type of game. We're not, Don't get mad at us if we don't pick it because we're not going to be the ones picking it to actually get in. <laughs> I would much rather Civilization be in than RTS mm, anyway. Okay. Um, surprise it's not been nominated. Or maybe it has been, but surprise it's not in yet. Uh. I think you got to get rid of Guitar Hero now, which okay. which breaks my heart. And so it's between FIFA and Portal. Yeah, I think FIFA's in. I just, just think on the FIFA, global scale, like yeah. you said, it's kind of like if you're going to apply Flight Simulator to be the archetypal prolific flying game. Yeah, here you have the archetypal prolific soccer game, the most popular sport in the world, which is regrettable but undeniable. <laughs> um, uh, so, our, our American is showing. Yeah, that happens. I still, hey, the World Cup can be very fun sometimes. It can be, yeah. So when the U.S. is good, <laughs> <laughs> so the Women's World Cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so that's our take, but yeah. we don't make the calls here. Nominate Civ next year. Put Guitar Hero in. We'll ride into the. Maybe if it's in Rochester, we'll go visit. But I'm not even going to bother to look it Let's up. Let's do an on-location video. That would be Hall hilarious. All right. So that was originally going to be the large topic of this episode, but we've. But it's not. Condense that down because I have something that I've really wanted to do and I've roped you into it and I know you want to do it oh, too. I'm this excited. Is, this yeah, is going to be a really fun high. topic. I got to get my phone out. So, Also, I'm on to beer too. Just let okay. the audience know. We love E3. Yeah, we do, man. We love Gamescom. We love any occasion where there's a big announcement waiting to happen. Yeah, we do. And I wanted us to compile a list for each of us where these aren't necessarily announcements that we think are going to happen. Most of them probably won't. Yeah. <laughs> but if they do, we're going to have some sort of yet-to-be-determined celebration. Yes. So that right now, we're just going to give you, not necessarily, the I'm going to say the games, but the announcement could sort of be anything games-related. Yeah, some of these are not just video game announcements. Right. So we're each going to give you 10. Yes. This is more than I originally thought. But then <laughs> You we, came in and said three, and I had a list of 11. And, and then I like, got excited, right. and I compiled the remainder of my list. <laughs> so we're going to go back and forth. Yeah. And we're just going to give one at a time. Tanner, you can go first. Oh, thank you, buddy. Uh, the first one, which you will have already seen coming. I'm just going to cross it off the list now. Peggle 3. I want it. I I'm need be, it. I'll be right there with you if they ever do. It's one of the most fun trophy lists ever, in my opinion. Uh, I have gone to bat for Peggle. I one of the only times I've been on front page on Twitch. Uh, I played Peggle two. That's how hard I go to bat for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I, I've made this I've made this case before, but not on this podcast. So that game cannot be hard to make. The no. engine already exists for PS4. I would imagine it exists for PC. Just upscale it a little bit. Have a few interns at EA make some levels. <laughs> Put some trophies on it, and I know I'm oversimplifying it. I know it's a, a harder game to make than that. I'm not. I'm not yeah. disparaging the, the, the by devs. comparison. Sure. to a lot of other games these days. At least the framework for it, like if Peggle One had existed and Peggle Two never came out, then I'd be like, all right, they have to make it for console. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. But Peggle Two exists. 
So just make more levels for it yeah, and make, make it a Peggle new game. Peggle 2 and reskin it. Exactly. Like, you know. I think they should, I think Peggle should be annualized. <laughs> I want more Peggle. Yeah. And I know it's it's a running joke between us specifically. Well, so. We both love it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I we also both, got that platinum. It's such a good platinum. Beloved we, game. We would both love it to see Peggle 3. Absolutely. <laughs> That'd just be so exciting. It would. I'm going to go on. So my first one. And this is one, so when I originally was sort of thinking about this list, I didn't get creative in terms of like, oh, what's a new IP or something that could happen that Mm. I would get really excited about? I was thinking more like sequels to games that I loved that didn't look like they were ever going to get a sequel. Yeah. But then I thought about this. Okay. I thought about what are some things that I like or some fictional like, you know, properties, IPs that I enjoy that either haven't been made into a video game or in this case haven't been made into a good video game. Oh. And that's why I landed at this. I want a legit Sherlock Holmes game. Oh. Cuz there've been a couple. Yeah. I don't for, I forget the like subtitles, but it's like Sherlock Holmes like a blah blah blah. It's yeah, like yeah. the books were like they're subtitled to like represent whatever mystery the he's Hounds trying of to Baskerville. solve. But what I want is to like for some stu- like like if Ben before they had come out with Days Gone it's like Ben is making a Sherlock oh. Holmes game. I'd be like, "Oh." A real studio, not like not you know, not to disparage whatever yeah. studio made those games, but it's just like those were not great games. They're just you know, you walk in, you kind of survey the room and do you know, do your thing. And I would want it to be more of like a sort of take some of the action elements out of like an Assassin's Creed, but mm. keep the exploration and keep, you know, the open worldness. Sure. I would want something like that. So I would really love a, you know, really mystery solving sort of Batman detective mode. I was going to say, almost Arkham-like. Yeah, very much so. Um, but I understand that, like, if you put all the action elements in there, it just becomes another open-world action, sure, third-person, yeah. whatever. So I wanted to focus on the mystery-solving nature of the game. Um, yeah, that's my number 10. It's yeah. a really good... Oh, have legit, you ranked them? Well, no, no, that's just my... Well, kind of. Oh, no, interesting. I, I definitely think my most hype ones are at the top. Okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I really like that idea. Um, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to try to alternate between game ideas and sort of other video game centric ideas. Okay. So, uh, one of my ideas that I'm, I'm really excited about, I'm going to save that actually. Oh, okay. Uh, I want, and this may be a little bit, this one I think is the most realistic. You asked me before, are there any that you probably could see happening? Uh, I want PlayStation Now to really try to compete with Game Pass. Mm. And I'm going to be specific about this. I want PlayStation Now to bring at least some lapsed exclusives to PC and have a Mm. PlayStation Now PC wing because there are so many friends of mine who have... I've been asked, is Last of Us ever going to come to PC for a long time now? And I keep telling people no, but never, never say never. And with things like Horizon getting a PC port, uh, all of the the Detroit Become Human and Beyond Two Souls sure. and, and the Heavy Rain, those all got PC ports. Uh, Death Stranding got a PC port. They're definitely dipping their toe into the market a little bit mm-hmm. with PC stuff. So I would I would not be surprised to see this. Ha- I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think PlayStation has the same idea with X- that Xbox does with the PC integration. Um, I would also like to see Sony make a bigger push for putting more games on PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. Because I think, as someone who's not on Xbox, Game Pass is the best deal in gaming. Yeah. Legitimately, it's awesome. It is. And PlayStation Now is good. I have it. It's cheap enough that it's still worth having just to download stuff off of there from now, every now and then. 
Um, but I would really love to see them not only put it more in focus in their UI of just like, hey, PlayStation Now is a thing, almost like a soft relaunch mm-hmm. of like, we have <clears throat> we have every exclusive that's older than a year old right here for you to play. And I just think that would be one way to combat this whole Bethesda Game Pass thing yeah, for, for Sony. Sure. I know we're both Sony-centric, but that would be a really cool thing for them to do. Yeah. I I agree with you. The The continuing value proposition war between Game Pass and PlayStation Now will be very interesting to watch. Yes. All right. My next one is I want to take the route of I want a franchise that exists to become like another franchise. Okay. And what I'm going to call this, you know, game that I think would be really cool is Splinter Cell Contracts. Okay. And take you want Hitman. I want, <laughs> I want, but I want Hitman style of like you have these levels, but I don't want Hitman gameplay. I want Splinter Cell gameplay. Interesting. Okay. But like these across like, oh, multiple, you know, big or not necessarily open, but you know, you go to a level and you play it and you try to do it as best you can. Yeah. You know, that's what I want from Splinter Cell. The only Splinter Cell game that I've ever played is Splinter Cell Blacklist. Yes. And it is maybe the best stealth action game. It's a I've good played. game, dude. I know people, I know Splinter Cell diehards are like, oh, that game's not that great. But I associate that game with a very fun time playing with Andrew. And yeah, it's it's it was my first introduction to like stealth shooters at all. Yeah. And it's so different gameplay wise from your normal shooter that I think it could still stand out. I yeah. think there's a reason people still want a Splinter Cell announcement every year. I, I'm one of, I am that person. There's a reason <laughs> I put new Splinter Cell in my list. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I, I totally agree. Yeah, so like... And I love the Hitman idea, too. It's so... Lots of games have stealth incorporated into their gameplay in some way. Sure. But it's just one of the few games where it is such the focus. Where, yeah. But you still have... And you have you know, your different play styles. You have Ghost, which is you go completely stealthy and don't kill anyone. You have Panther, which is you go completely stealthy, but you can kill people. And you yeah. have, I forget what the loud one is, but you can just shoot people willy-nilly. Yeah. No one should play it that way. Um, <laughs> Somewhat a Hitman. Yeah, so that would be an incredibly hype thing and a really good way because I really love the Hitman sort of just the menus. You feel mm. like you are Agent 47, like sitting at a computer and actually finding your next contract. Nice. You get that kind of vibe. And I think that would really go well for like, oh, you're Sam Fisher and you're like, oh, you're being, here's your task, here's your briefing, go do this mission. I think yeah. that would be a really cool setup. No, I, I I completely agree. There's we this might be a lot of no, that sounds cool yeah. from both of us, but I like how you pitched this idea to me, which was we set this groundwork early so that if this ever happens, we kinda get yeah. to celebrate in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise. And uh yeah, no, I mean I think Ubisoft is so weird with Splinter Cell because they seem to put him in every game but don't give him his own. Yeah, there's a weird reverence for Sam Fisher just as like an icon of Ubisoft and yet Where's the, he doesn't get a for, game. Yeah. I think that came out in 2013, I believe. Yes, it was one of the last PS3 games. Yeah, so eight years and no whisper of a new one. It's a shame. Uh, all right, my second one uh, is similar or something I was thinking about earlier. It was the one that because uh, we were both we we're both sitting on the couch watching March Madness and kind of just like mumbling to ourselves about our topics. And this was the last one I came up with simply because I was thinking about the Evo thing. Mm. Sony bought Evo. Sony has made a fighting game before. 
Give us PlayStation All Stars uh, Battle Royale Two. Okay, it's time they have it's enough not time. Yes, it is, dude. They have. <laughs> well, en- I guess it's time. In like, if there's no better time than when you right after you buy a fighting, fighting game. League. Yeah, but they have enough new, interesting mascots with a lot of their stuff from the PS4 era. I mean, think about it. Any character that came out on PS4 or PS5 early on is still applicable to be a new character for mm. this. And yes, I know everybody's in Smash and everybody's in Fortnite or whatever, but I think PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was a legitimately fun game. I will die on this hill. I know it wasn't Smash and it wasn't as good as Smash. That's fine. But it was if you understood the way that game worked differently, then it really became a fun fighting game. And I think that they are they are a big enough company with enough IP. I would love to see new Krato taking on or Kratos uh, taking on like Crash Bandicoot yeah like I want to see it and they have they can get Crash now that was a big thing about the first one they can never get Crash oh really yeah because Activision wouldn't work with them at the time Um, and so there's you know there's all this nostalgia push still I think we're sort of hitting the other side of the wave of nostalgia a little bit at least for me personally but you pull some of the older mascots, you get some of the new guys, and I, I think it would sell at least decently well, especially if you push it in the fighting game community with Evo. Question. Yeah. Do you think that you they would have to go maybe like... So Smash is, for all intents and purposes, kid-friendly, mm. you know? But I think Sony's mascots, you know, you're, if you're trying to make a pretty expansive roster, yeah. you'd have to incorporate characters from games that aren't necessarily kid-friendly. Sure. So do you maybe make it like a... I don't want to say grittier, but like a rated T instead of like a rated E where like you yeah, can have maybe. Ellie and like her special moves to jump up and like stab you in the so neck. So Mortal Kombat basically. More in- so. Instead of Smash, make it more Mortal Kombat. Or bridge the gap between the two. Sure. I, I would be fine with that. I think that would be interesting from this flip standpoint though of do you see Ellie stab Crash Bandicoot in the neck? Yeah, you do. That's the selling point <laughs> of that whole game. Imagine I, that trailer where, like, oh the my reveal God. trailer is like Crash walks out, and everybody's like, "Oh, Crash! New Crash game six or whatever that's about to come out." And then you just hear the whistle from arrow to the <laughs> oh goodness, or just the clicker. You oh. just hear it, and Crash yeah. is like, "Imagine a clicker as a playable character." Oh my God, that'd be kind of sick. Like, yeah, that'd be super interesting. Nice, <laughs> be Corda sick. No, oh, uh, yeah. okay. You're, you're you're giving that one a thumbs down, I assume. Mm-hmm. I've kind of sold myself on it now. <laughs> With the grittier reboot. Yeah. Just because I do, like, if you're going to have Drake in there, you want Drake to be able to shoot people with an AK. You want Kratos. Which he did in the first one. Yeah. He, sh- he shot You people. want Kratos to be able to beat, you know, people to an inch of their life. Yeah, like, exactly. And, like, throw Ratchet, like, as far as he could possibly <laughs> throw that little Lombax. Nice. Nice use of the word Lombax. <laughs> anyway. Are you settled on that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My next one, we talked about this, or I guess, and I alluded to it, and then it occurred to me, I was like, I should really put this on the list. Okay. And I just said, lightsaber VR. Mm. And I don't know if I want a pure, like, Star Wars, like, actual, like, retelling of, like, one of the movie stories or something like that, but I just want a legitimate, you know, really well-made, really responsive lightsaber VR game. 
I guess I do probably want it to be like you know you maybe like you pick like your Jedi versus Sith and you build your lightsaber. Like I want all that stuff because I think building your lightsaber is one of the coolest yeah for things sure. in like Star Wars mythos where like oh you find your little kyber crystal and you make yeah. your hilt in whatever color you want. Fallen to be. Order handled that really well. Really well. Um, and every color represents like a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not like a super you know complex idea. And it's one that's semi-inevitable, but I just, on the quality that I want it to be, I don't see it being anytime soon. So mm. that's kind of where I'm at with that one. Yeah, I think, I mean, this bridges from the discussion we had last week, right? Where, what's the game that could sell you on mm. VR? And I feel like this is about as selling point as you could get me, personally. A tease, my next one is going to, I'm going back to back with VR, but we'll get oh, to that. Oh, interesting, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I fully support this idea. Would you... With this game, ideally, would you want it to be more just sort of combat room into combat room with like a story in between, almost like an injustice, but not as a fighting game, but just like, you know, cutscene, action part, cutscene, action part, or would you rather it be more uh, sort of integrated into the, you play more of the narrative? Um, I'd say the first iteration of the game would probably be more, more like combat room to combat room, but I also don't want it to be exclusively like, honestly, you have like your lightsaber fights, like lightsaber duels where you fight someone else with a lightsaber that is super fun. Yeah. But part of more of what would be fun was like you walk into a room full of like worthless droids and you can just slice and dice right. them in whatever way that is fun to you. Yeah. And that's appealing too. So I would want a mixture of, you know, cool, sure. really well-matched lightsaber duels and just opportunities to just absolutely carve them up. Just yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can get behind it mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, my next my next idea, it's an interesting one. Okay. I've never heard anybody pitch this before. So this might be, this might be breaking ground. I'm not sure. I was thinking, or just might be really stupid. I was thinking a lot, because uh, when you gave me the heads up of, like, you know, announcements that you would pop for, basically. Yeah. And something I care a lot about is trophies. Now, a lot of games... I like games, where this is going. A lot of games, uh, part of the fun of the game itself is getting the platinum, mm-hmm. right? Is completing the game. But then, once you get the platinum, it's like, all right, See you, game. Yep. I have no reason to play you again. Of this. And even with games like Rocket League that we both love and still play, I play it more on PC now because they're, even though I can get random like expansion po- trophies or whatever, not knowing them, there's no platinum to get. So I'm pitching the idea of a trophy prestige. Okay. Where you still get credit for the platinum, but you can reset trophies on certain games and get all of the trophies again. When you say on certain games, or uh, sorry, uh, on any game, it's, okay. it's not a qualifier. Sorry, but um, you can so like Rocket League, right? We both have that platinum. Yeah. We've had it for a long time. You don't reset your game progress, right? But you do reset your trophy list, and you can just get the Rocket League yeah. trophy. Basically, again. just duplicate the trophy list and do it again. Exactly. I think that could add so much replayability to games, especially games that you have the hankering to want to go back and play. Uh, I think I don't know how this would work from their standpoint and servers and stuff. I have no idea, but I just think the idea of a game you really love and you, you want to go back, but there's no platinum to go back and get or whatever. This might just give you a little bit more of a push to go back and actually play through it again. I have mixed feelings about this proposal. Okay. I like where your head's at. And as soon as you started talking, I was like, 
and that's I was kind of led there. I was like, is he gonna, or it was whatever he's gonna propose in my head. I was like, this is gonna be like a prestige thing. Yeah, which I like in concept. However, I kind of like, you know, when you have your if I had like a a physical representation of my actual trophies that I uh, that I have. Like if sure. I had a trophy room. Yeah, in my real life. I would like just being able to say, okay, I platinum this game. Therefore, I am th- th- you. There is no way that you can prove that you are a greater expert at this game than me because we both have the platinum, right. the one platinum. If there were a prestige system, it would be more like there's always going to be someone who's more of like the person for this game than you. You know what I mean? Sure. I I don't think it would be representative, unlike prestige from like Call of Duty, which is our both both of our base point mm-hmm. for it. I think. It wouldn't be necessarily like you have platinum four, right? It would just be you either have or don't have the platinum. Mm. And just you're resetting it would sort of bank your platinum, but you could get a new platinum, but you only ever have either it's it's a checkbox. You either I guess do or don't have because the platinum. It's, like, it's not like you're getting a trophy that someone else doesn't have. Right. You're just getting the same trophy again. And breaking news, there are people so much better than us at every game. <laughs> Right, so pretty like pretty much. Uh, I I I don't know. I I think it's an interesting idea. It'll never happen. That's but. a fair point because I think my thing is like I want to be the person who has that one super rare trophy, so I can say I have this. Yeah. I am an authority on this game. Yeah, it's, it's why I like to platinum from software games sometimes. Like, it's why I had the Bloodborne platinum, so I yeah. can say I know this game inside and out. Right, here's Front my to back. here's my proof. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess if it at that point it'd just be more like, okay, you just a die hard for this game, you just want to play it again, do all the same stuff. Okay. That makes it more palatable. Okay. I'm yeah, down with that. I'll, I'll take the half approval. <laughs> all right. My next one. So back to VR, I said. Yes. This is this will never happen. But oh my gosh, I would be so excited. Okay. Picture like I don't know who developed would develop this, but I can already tell you they would be Japanese because okay. lights go down and whatever thing you <laughs> I know, know what's whatever happening. presentation. You, I don't know if you do or not. Oh, it comes up. I'm not looking at your phone. Okay, I, just... I thought you were trying to cheat. <laughs> no, why would I do that? Why would I spoil myself? You sort of look up. You you, you can tell they're demoing like a VR thing. Okay, and there is like an arena before you, and you hear probably. It's time. Yeah, that's exactly what you hear. You whip out your dual disc. I knew that's where it was going. And you have a VR like it's just like the first episode. If you've ever seen the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! The anime. Yeah, which I have. And it's that Kaiba, you know, setup where it's like, and Yugi's like holographic representations of monsters. <laughs> that's just that's literally just what I want. I don't need there to be a huge story. Just get me away where I can like have Yu-Gi-Oh cards and duel against a random person. But I I have again talk, we're talking about platinums a lot. Yeah, I have the platinum for Yu-Gi-Oh Legacy of the Duelists. I think it's called Link Evolution. It's okay. a subtitle. Okay, one of my hardest but most proud prideful platinums, I guess. Yeah, and but it's just like. 2D, like, just the map, or not, like, the slots of where cards go, like, that's all you see. There's no, like, depth to, like, the animations or, like, anything cool. I want, like, the full-on, like... You You want it to feel like the anime. You lay a card down, you see the hologram pop up, they have, like, an animation for when they do their attack, which there's so many monsters, like, they would never have time to do enough unique animations. I mean, games have done that, though. Like, there's that War of the Roses or whatever, it, uh... 
it had like there were preset animations for different attacks, but they had at least they at least tried it. I think if you got a studio dedicated enough, yeah. And honestly, that may be the best pitch for VR I've ever heard. Oh, it'd be so cool! But any game like that, I mean, Pokemon would be great to. Oh, you Pokeball, you throw it, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, all of the, these. So, Something like that has to be inevitable because Pokemon still has so much like cultural relevance and sure. I mean, Pokemon Go was AR, you know, you right close enough semi translatable. I would have to think to VR. Yeah, and I just I have to rally the troops of Yu Gi Oh fans out there. <laughs> we to have like, to get this Yu Gi Oh VR yeah, game. It, you know, probably won't ever happen, but Lord, if it does, you will see me comatose for about a week after the <laughs> announcement happens. I like the idea, man. Uh, I just love that you knew where I was going. Yeah, dude. I thought, I, my first, I was like, oh, he thinks I'm going to talk about like Dragon Ball Z and no, doing no, like no. Kamehameha I, and VR. For some reason, Dragon Ball and VR didn't make sense to me. So I just thought, what would be cool exactly. <laughs> is, is to have That's your pretty field much my in front entire of line of thinking. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, my next, my for my next trick, uh, gonna gonna go away from PlayStation for a second. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna say a thing that has been discussed quite a bit. But has never happened, almost surprisingly. Uh, Microsoft comes to the stage, and I like the. I like more of the yeah, setting. Yeah, I like the stage setting thing. them out it's now. It's a little so more hype. I want to do it now. Uh, they come to the stage, and they basically, you know, lights go down, <laughs> and you hear uh, what can only be described as the sound of a ghost drive by. Drive by, yeah. Ghost is a vehicle in a certain game. Oh, oh. Ghost. You hear the you hear a ghost drive by, then you hear another one drive by, then you hear an ATV drive by, and you hear all these things going. And it pans up, and there are a hundred Spartans on the field. They're doing Halo Battle Royale. Oh, I think that game is a game that can translate really well to Battle Royale. I've played Master Chief Collection in the last year. Uh, quite a bit, and I think it would really set itself apart. I know people are tired of, tired about battle royales. Final Fantasy just got a fucking battle royale <laughs> on mobile, so you know anything's possible. The gameplay, something that I've come to appreciate about Halo is the, is the shooter gameplay is slower, but deliberately so. Sure, it's not like um, like Apex and Call of Duty are great because they're so fast, mm-hmm. right? They're so fluid. Definitely. Halo is a little bit more methodical in my opinion and i think that could almost usurp sort of a PUBG type mm. battle royale but with grav lifts with hammers that you can find in certain places with drops or something i just think oh excuse me i think all of the world elements are there for a really solid battle royale and i think that's something that could be really really profitable for yeah. microsoft i think you're right i think there's already kind of a proof of concept of I mean, even in, like, Fortnite, there is, like, the 50v50, like, team mode or whatever. Um, You kind of already see that with, like, I forget the huge giant map in Halo, like, what it's called. Mm. Um, But with, you know, vehicles and uh, all that kind of stuff. Well, there's Valhalla in Halo 3. That's the one I always think of. I think that's the one that I think of. Um, It's the one that has the grav lifts on both sides that you can just shoot all the way across the map. Yeah. So you already kind of have like that as sort of a baseline. It's just like scale that up a little bit. You can yeah. do a 50 v 50, but then it doesn't take much more beyond that to just say, just make it a full on battle royale. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea of, you know, Halo Infinite, correct me if I'm wrong. The idea for this game is that you are on 
a Halo, which having not played a ton of Halo, I don't know much about the lore of Halo. Yeah. But the Halo, these rings in space, whatever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Halo Infinite is like you're just exploring or doing your whole thing like on this one Halo. Oh, okay. And imagine like the Halo being like the Battle Royale arena. That would be really cool. Yeah, that cool. would be really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, doesn't seem like they're doing much else exciting with Halo right now. So, I mean, <laughs> That's whatever true. it takes. Just, I'm so fascinated to see how that game turns out. Me too. I don't think it's going to be good, man. You have to think it's going to be good. But it's just comparatively like that. But when was the last so bad? Yes, you're right. When was the last like great Halo game? This is going to be very divisive. I loved four. Four was my thought, but probably Reach. Yeah. See, I've only ever I it's, played some of three. I love three, but I played favorite. a lot of Reach and I played a lot of four. Yeah, I played most of three. ODST, yeah, Reach and four. Yeah, that Reach, was my, that Reach was my is definitely. Period. I played a lot of Reach. Reach was a lot of fun. Um, Which had some really fun multiplayer maps. But never touched five. Heard Me less neither. than stellar things about it. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, definitely not going to buy an Xbox to just play Halo at this point. No, so nor am I. We'll see if they can turn our expectations around. Yeah. All right. My next one. This is one that, you know, our friend Skinny, who we reference often, me and him are in our the same frame of mind about this one. Okay. And it's I'm not going all hype about this one because I don't know how you present this super hype. Well, I guess you could. You could have the like opening Pokemon cinematic of like okay. the briefcase opening, but you're picking. Oh, it shows up and it's Charmander, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and then once you pick, it scales up and instead of being you know your top down you know two D whatever, yeah. it's the open. You walk into like Pallet Town, right. you know you're walking around. You're, it's it is open world Pokemon, but in this case, it's pretty much Pokemon Fire Red or the Red Era just remade yeah. in a 3D landscape. You, I, the dollar amount that I could put on this <laughs> I'm, would be I'm a lot. All, I'm all in on this. I know some people are like, oh, roll their eyes. They're just re- remaking red and, red and green again. But that is still, in my opinion, the best Pokemon game. Yeah, and I agree. It's nostalgic for so many people, even people who maybe have fallen out of gaming. Yeah, right, because they had a Game Boy as a kid, whatever. I, I think the argument is always there. I know Let's Go was kind of that, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. Don't pretend that it is. Um, I just hate when people are like, "Oh, they did it with Let's Go." No, they didn't. That is yeah, not a Pokemon game. That game is one of the worst sixty dollars I've ever spent. Really? Yeah, it's See, just. I contemplated getting one of these the other day. No, don't. Okay. Just get Sword and Shield if you want a Pokemon game on Switch. Because okay. Let's Go is like baby's first Pokemon. Yeah, I knew that's kind of what it was. To a point where it's annoying, and mm. it's just like I don't want to just throw a ball. It's just Pokemon Go in video yeah, game. That was form. the thing that really. I don't want to throw me a ball off. and catch them. You don't even fight really. You just press one button, and it's like a whole. It's well, or maybe there maybe there were attacks. I don't remember. I tried to block this game out of my memory. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, I would I would love a red reboot in the sword and shield style. Yeah. Because there's just so there's so much iconic landscape potential with with the first generation that yeah. I would be all in. And on. like I said, I was really bummed to hear that the you know uh, Diamond and Pearl remake slash remasters were not that. Yeah. To see that they were just the 2D game sort of reskin, I was like, oh, that's yeah. a bummer. Um, but I'll still probably play those just as a. I did love those games too, but n- nothing surpasses my nostalgia for Fire Red specifically. Um, yeah. So seeing that game with a new coat of paint would be amazing. Okay. 
my next my next topic. What what are we on here? Six? Is this See, number I have, six? I stopped counting, but three, three, I've four, got but this will one, be number two, six, I believe. Three, four, five. Yeah, I've got five more. Okay. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six more. So I need to start narrowing down. Mm. You got you got one on the chopping block. Uh well no, not counting this one. So oh, I, okay. I have two on the chopping gotcha. block. Gotcha. Okay. Uh yeah, mine is it's a Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. And they put up on the screen a couple games you've heard of. You know, maybe they put Super Mario 64 on the screen. They start they put Ocarina on on the screen. They zoom out a little bit. There's some other N64 titles. They zoom out a little bit. And then there's some DS titles. Mm. They zoom out a little bit. There's some 3DS titles. I want Nintendo Virtual Console on the fucking Switch. It makes literal no sense how they haven't done it yet. They did it on the Wii U. Why do they not do it on Switch? I know that they're never going to do it because they're going to make more money doing the... Oh, it's a remaster, even though it's just an emulator. Yeah. Like, I know they'll make more money that way, and it bothers me, but... I would just... There are so many games, especially with 3DS, where I really want to play something like Link Between Worlds. Mm -hmm. And I have no way to play it. I have no way to stream it. There's no way to play that game other than emulators, which is probably the way I'm going to have to play it. Um, And that's just Nintendo forcing my hand. Yeah. I, I just want them to make their system more open for people to play older games. And... They know there's value there. They've exhibited that with like the Super Mario collection and stuff. So why not open it up? I don't even need an Ocarina of Majora remaster, which would be cool. Just let us play those games on Switch and take them wherever we want. It's an easy. You already have the emulators built in. Eh, whatever. Yeah. I just I think it's a simple solution, and Nintendo makes confusing decisions all the time. So. Yeah. It's interesting because if you had to, if you put me in a corner and you said which company has the most valuable exclusive titles it's nintendo no without a doubt and they kind of they are they benefit from that because they don't really need much of a value proposition beyond that yeah like if you ever you know if something really bizarre happened and somehow mario is suddenly on all consoles <laughs> maybe they would have to make some kind of move to compete sure. with the likes of game pass and playstation yeah. now whatever but until that hand is forced, I agree with you. This is extremely unlikely, but so would be so easy to do that it is frustrating that it yeah. probably won't be done. And <laughs> you can't tell me that if they sold each of these games, which they've done, this is just the reason they've done before, at $10 a pop. Yeah. And just put an emulator on a store or put a ROM on a store and have the emulator built into the Switch, that wouldn't make an insane amount of money. It would just make so much money. It's so easy. And I. it's so... Fr- Nintendo is so frustrating for the way they approach stuff sometimes, and yeah. that's one of them. I would, you know, love to go... That that would be a great way for me who doesn't feel like expending so much effort to go play a lot of these old games that I never had a chance to. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not... Because it's, you know, I don't want to put in that much effort. I probably never will play some of these games, but... Right. It's out there, you know, in the ether, this idea, clearly... A lot of people have been saying a lot of things like this before. So Yeah, I'm not the first to say it. <laughs> so we'll see. Probably that it won't happen. But <laughs> my next one. Okay. I got to think about how I can make I can totally make this cinematic in my head. <laughs> I love that this is what we're doing now. Light, obviously, the lights go down. Yeah. <laughs> All of our... <laughs> even though there's not been... <laughs> there's not been a presentation where lights are even on. <laughs> They're all just like directs and shit now. Well, I think but, of the... 
I think it was whatever that really incredible Sony E3 presentation. The God I think of it was War 2017 is what I was going to say? I think say? it was 15 or 16. Oh, okay. But I remember Sean oh, yeah, Layden being like, please enjoy the show, and then walking off. And then you just know that there's like 10 trailers just that are coming yeah. right at your face. Yeah. Um, this yeah, would think, be one I, of those times. Right. Like, please enjoy the show, and he walks off. And then like, lights go down. And you hear, <laughs> what would you hear? I guess you would hear maybe something like, I apologize for the accent in advance, but like, Uh-oh. Captain Price. Oh. And then you see Soap and Captain Price, you know, going to war or whatever. But instead of, because they already remade Modern Warfare 2, the story. Yeah. Which, could you have done a worse thing to piss <laughs> off a fan base more than to announce Modern Warfare 2 remastered story only. (laughs) Give me Modern Warfare 2 multiplayer remastered. Give it to me. I don't need anything more than those original maps just looking a little glossier. Yeah. Don't give me any of your weird guns. (laughs) Give me all of the same stuff. Just looks better plays on PlayStation 5 or whatever on modern consoles. Yeah. I don't want anything new. I don't want anything weird. <laughs> I don't want any new game modes. You sound traumatized. Like, uh, Call of Duty is always fun. The core yeah, of that game, of the gameplay is immaculate. But just they go to they go weird places sometimes that I've like I've never needed anything more than what I got out of this one game. So if I can snipe people with an intervention on Afghan from that little cliff, and if you played that game, you know what I'm talking about. I don't, but I love how into it you are. That's all I want. That <laughs> game, no frills, remastered. Mic drop. How That's do you it. say no? I like it. I, I, uh, I started with Black Ops, so that was the game before I got into Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Uh, okay. Let's go. It's <laughs> just funny. Uh, let's go down. We are at, yeah, what conference are we at? Oh, that's interesting. Let's say we're at Microsoft, I guess. Okay. Crackdown 4. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Terry Crews is back. Uh, (laughs) Let's go down. And we fade up on what just basically looks like a cubicle. Just like an office setting. Okay. There's like some glass and some just random stuff around. And you just hear. (laughs) I love these are all audio cues, by the way. Uh, And I don't even know how this would work, but just like, hello, welcome back to the testing room. And it's GLaDOS. Oh. And they're finally fucking doing Portal 3. (laughs) Which is so funny that we brought up Portal earlier. Yeah. Because I did not know that was part of the video game Hall of Fame thing. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, this was one of my first things I wrote down. Because when I look back on games that I really want to get a sequel, that's near the top of my list. Portal 2 and Portal are just, uh, for all the reasons we listed earlier, are so unique. And I personally think, I've never played a Half Life game, but I think. From an outsider's perspective, if you're not like super into Half Life or whatever, Valve is at their best when they're making puzzle games. Sure. And when they're making Portal, quite frankly. And that game is still so unique. There's not been many games like it that I just think it would make the most sense in the world. I'm not saying it'd be an Xbox exclusive or anything. I'm just saying 
I want it announced somewhere for all the places and yeah. just just give me Portal Three. Yeah, it's like I said, I've never played them. I've never played. I don't know if I could name a Valve game that I've played. Um, you ever played Team Fortress? Nope, never did. <laughs> never played any of the Half Lifes. Um, if you haven't played those or Portal, it's probably yeah. Portal seems like the most accessible. Yeah, but I still never have gotten you know around to it. Team Fortress was fun, but just knowing on reputation alone how good Portal is and ha- like the the tone where it's like funny. Yeah, but sort of like I know it can oh, get, they'd be up your alley, dude. but it gets kind of dark. I know. Mm-hmm. I've I've watched some like scenes from Portal like on YouTube before, and I'm like I would I know I would like this. Yeah, that's I'm not so like a alley. puzzle game aficionado, but like I know I would like these games. Yeah, um, yeah, I would obviously I, that would give me the incentive to go back and play the first two. However, I could get my hands on them. Yeah, so I'd be down for that 100. percent Hell yeah! All right, 100 percent on this one. Lights go down. <laughs> The energy bill is expensive in our conference. You hear the gravelly southern Texan voice. Oh. You ready to do this? And then you hear. That's a pretty good deal. Thank you. And then you hear a probably 30-ish year old woman reply. Let, let's go. Just pans up. Yeah. We're with Joel and we're with Tess. Okay. This is the Last of Us Interquel. <laughs> is what is I'm going to call it. I don't know. That's what I wrote because I couldn't think of a good word to describe the game where you play in the 20 right, year okay. period. Because it's not technically a prequel because of the beginning of right. Last of Us 1. Okay. So you play in that 20 year period time jump in Last of Us 1. God damn it. You got me. See that? Would, I'm in. Okay. And I, no, how spoilery can we get for Last of Us 2? I wouldn't I wouldn't okay. get super spoiled. Now I'm not going to, but I will just say like you know if you've played that game, you're like, you know, you know you, you people know you play that game as Ellie, right? right? Yeah. I missed playing as Joel. Sure. That's a that's a yeah. So I would want a game where I could go back get back into Joel's shoes. Mm. And I think that's probably the most opportune time to be like, okay, you're playing with you're seeing Tess's relationship and his develop. You maybe meet Bill that first time that's alluded to oh, right, in the first yeah. game. You know, there's so much potential, especially like, especially if you're playing early. And we're, we can spoil Last of Us 1 because it's old. You don't want to? I would still steer away from major spoilers. I was just going to spoil the beginning if that was, if that's a little just much. Say, we know what happens in the beginning. If you've hit on the beginning of Last of Us, but it doesn't really matter. I would want to play in the immediate wake sure. of the sure. outbreak and just see how the outbreak develops from Joel's perspective and how he yes. falls in the ranks with these, you know, like sort of hunters that are doing their own thing. Like, it's just so much cool storytelling that has to be there in that period of time. Seeing the fireflies develop, seeing these quarantine zones develop would just be so cool. So I want that game. Yeah, I'm with you. I I sat and thought, and I was like, Last of Us 3 isn't happening, I don't think. I, I don't think, think it is. Really? Yeah. I don't even know. Well, In I, some form or we another. We can get into that in another podcast. But sure. I, and maybe it is, but I, I don't think that's what's not. I don't think that's what Naughty Dog's doing next. No. Um, And I, I trust me, I hope that Last of Us 3 is happening. I just feel like there was a very sort of clear-cut ending to Last of Us 2 that made yeah. me want to made me want to think this series. A note, I started to put Factions as its standalone game on here, but it seems like that's, that's happening. happening. Yeah. So. Oh, I can't wait, dude. <laughs> me neither. I miss Last of Us multiplayer so much. Um, no, I'm super in. I, it would be even interesting to see that formulation of the relationship with Tess, right? Because Definitely. 
that would then make Last of Us one more that impactful. Much better, you know. And I'm not a huge fan of prequels. Uh, just the idea of prequels, especially in movies, because there are only so so many certain stakes that can happen, mm-hmm. right? Like, Tess isn't going to die in the prequel because Tess is in Last of Us 1, right? right? So, I that kind of thing is like, that would be interesting in this world in what characters they do play with in that regard, yeah. but I would, I would still be so into it. And yeah. I think one of the great things about The Last of Us is the relationships you form with the characters. Yeah. And seeing maybe one of the less, even though I love Tess, oh, Last she's of great. One, her story isn't a huge percentage of that game. So fleshing out that character and those two specifically would be really interesting. Yeah, and there's a lot of speculation of like, what was Joel and Tess's past relationship? Yeah, like what were they? Were they romantically involved? Are they just like partners and maybe they like sort of had romantic encounter? You never, yeah, you yeah. never know. It's like semi alluded to because they kind of get flirty like at one point. But sure, like, yeah. You never know. And just seeing, you know, how or like it would be so interesting to see like, oh, if they were romantically involved, like what would have caused like a falling out of that? Like, right. There's so Why it's were they just not so still? interesting. Yeah. There's so many questions. And that's, you know, you, you hate sequels that answer questions that you weren't asking. Mm, but these are questions also. that I have been asking or, you know. I'm asking. We're no. huge fans of these this franchise. So, like, sure. This is one of those questions like, oh, I wonder what happened in that 20 years. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You want questions that you have been asking to be answered, so that's my answer to that. I like it. I'm I'm all in. I mean, you had me sold at Joel's voice. Yeah. But, uh, you ready to do this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got. We only have two announcements or two left, right? Uh, three. One, two, three, four. No, I've done eight. Really? Yeah, I did. One, oh no, no, no! Sorry, I, I'm sorry. We have three left. I put a check mark beside Splinter Cell because you said it. Gotcha. Uh, so this is number eight. Okay. I have a little more time to play with them. All right. Let's go down. And you can include one. If you could just, because I hit on Splinter Cell, if you want to count another one, feel free. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do 10 still. I okay. Just, I, that's why I put the check mark there. Uh, let's go down. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we are at uh, EA's conference. And. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, well, they can do something. They can. They always can, and they never do. Yeah. You just hear, like, just slowly. This is just a music track fading up. It's just. I reminisce. I reminisce. And you hear uh, sneakers scuffing and like basketball bouncing. You see like a a shot of like just from legs down doing like a crossover behind the back, like (laughs) something crazy. And uh, yeah, NBA Street Four. I I we played NBA Street literally like yesterday. Uh, That game is still good. EA obviously wants to monetize their NBA license that they can have because they tried NBA Live and it sucked. (laughs) And the NBA isn't opposed to giving them a license. And I know there was NBA Playgrounds or whatever. That's not the same game. It's way worse. And I think not only would this be awesome, but the revitalization of the EA Sports big franchise Mm. or just counterpart of the games would be so good because I know there have been certain things that have been arcadey sports games or like rocket league is kind of an arcadey yeah. sports game but arcadey sports games in general have kind of gone the way of the dodo there just sure. aren't as many of them anymore i would love nba street back i would love nfl street back i would love any sort of just 
like sports in an arcadey fashion. You can see it work. People are hyped for Mario Golf. People are mm-hmm. hyped for Mario Tennis. Absolutely. Nice. There is something. Uh, there's something so fun about sports games that aren't simulations. Yeah. And I just think this makes all the sense in the world, and I want it really bad. It's a shame that like. You know, the age of NBA Street 2 was not the age where, like, online multiplayer was so prolific. Oh, I know. Because, Lord, would it have been so fun to do, like, game breakers in people's faces. Like, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I agree with you because NBA Street is just – and, you know, you say it's still good. Like, it has aged. But obviously, like, a modern version, like, there's – you don't have to put in, like, the intense – you know, simulation as aspects that you do with like a 2K or an NBA right. Live or whatever. You're just trying to make it feel good and feel fun. Yeah. And incorporate the cartoonish elements that that game had. That would be so much fun. I agree with you. I'd lose my shit. <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to rearrange. I was going to go in a certain way, but now I'm going to, there's one I'm going to leave till the end because I've got two here back to back that are just r- related. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> the lights, lights go down. <laughs> We are at Sony's conference. Hell yeah. You look up at the screen. Our bread and butter. And all you see is a lightning strike. Uh, But it forms, instead of a question mark, a three. Yeah. Infamous three. With Cole. Cole's back. The lightning... I, I like the idea of the... So there are two debatable... There are two endings to... Infamous 2, and it's debatable which one is, like, canon. Yeah. But I like the idea of, like, the canon ending being the one where he is, you know, Zeke takes him out on the boat. And that I love the idea of that lightning strike actually happening and, like, reviving him. I think that's yeah. super cool. So I would love to – I don't know where it would be set. I would like it to be set, you know, in, like, a new location. Like, they jump from Empire City in the first one to New Marais in the second one to, yeah. you know, make it some new city, maybe, like, a – I guess you go city swamp, maybe like a deserty or like foresty, more like something different. Um, and it's not, I don't think this is going to happen, obviously, because Ghost of Tsushima was successful. They seem primed to make Ghost of Tsushima 2. Yeah. Which is another game that it's interesting to think about what that game could possibly be about. Mm. You know, you drive off the Mongols, it's like, now what? Yeah. You just roam the island. Um, I just want Infamous 3 so bad. Infamous was so formative of my love for like open world action type games and superhero stuff. Obviously I'm a huge superhero superpowers fan and it's right. What's cooler than being able to just run around a city and just control all of the electricity that's running <laughs> through this city. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want infamous three about as bad as I want any new game period. Yeah. This was one of those games that I thought of and I knew for a fact you were going to do it. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. but yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be so hype and that, that is one of those. I could. I. I get that Sony has Spider Man, and they would be like, "Well, why do we need a, you know, our own superhero when we?" You have- obviously need him to be your lead guy in PlayStation All Stars <laughs> Battle Royale Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, you know, even if it's just called Infamous, which I know will make some people mad, but giving it almost a God of War treatment mm. in a way of just like. Let's go back and polish something that was already great and make it amazing. Yeah, uh, and I think Infamous of all their properties might be the most primed for that. I was trying to think of what do they go back and give that treatment to, and I think Infamous has the has the most groundwork laid for the gameplay is already really fun. That's what God of War had. The gameplay yeah. was already really fun. Let's build a story around it. Let's build a world around them. And I, I just think, yeah, I think it makes all the sense in the world, especially with how hot superheroes are anyway. Mm-hmm. That 
you could pitch that in a board meeting and I think it would go over because they're like, well, superheroes do well in movies. Yeah. You know? And I mean, like, it's not like, you know, it's kind of like you, you superheroes, you need to have a niche that are like, oh, if you're creating a superhero that can just fly around and is super strong, it's like, well, this is just a ripoff of Superman. Right, right, right. Um, but it's not like people are, you go and you pitch Infamous 3, it's not like people are saying like, this is just a ripoff of Static Shock. Like, <laughs> right. You know, Cole is his own, pretty iconic character in his yeah. own right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will make one slight note. You better get the voice actor from Infamous 1, not Infamous oh, 2. Oh, yeah. The voice, it's so weird they changed the that voice That really actor. irked me. <laughs> it really did. Because like, the Infamous 1 guy is like, it's this like gravelly guy, like street. Yeah, super you know, gritty. Yeah, he like plays the character really well. And then they move on to the second one. And I don't want to disparage whoever the guy is that did the second one, but he's yeah. just like, I'm going to numerate. It's this weird, like, <laughs> it's throaty almost kind of pitch. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, it's weird. I didn't love his voice in two, so keep the first voice actor. I'm, I'm with you. I went back and watched some of the cutscenes from both of those games because, like, I don't want to play a PS3 game anymore, no. but I wanted to experience Infamous and. It's even more jarring now going back and just being like, oh, wow, they did change the voice actor. It's so weird. Those comic book cutscenes age so super cool. well, though. Yeah, so cool still. Uh, all right. Lights go down. Uh, we see a screen and a bunch of logos just pop up. See the Batman logo. Oh. You see Lord of the Rings logo. You see the Harry Potter logo. You see... The Warner Brothers logo. Now I think I know where we're going. And we're at the PlayStation conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They counteract Bethesda's purchase by or by Microsoft by buying Warner Brothers games. This was the biggest Oof. thing I could think of because a couple of months back, there was a news story that Warner was looking to sell. Yeah. That was a legit thing. And I know they kind of backtracked and they're like, no, we're fine, whatever. But I feel like Sony is never going to be satisfied with the studios they own. Mm. And I know some people are like, and I get why people don't like exclusives. I, I totally get it. And in an ideal world, nothing would be exclusive, but bringing Warner into the Sony ecosystem and not only the actual studios that develop Warner games, but also being able to give Warner properties to Sony studios is a really intriguing mouth-watering idea there's so many even just like imagine an insomniac shorter animaniacs game like just shit like that that could just be three hours but it was it would be so interesting to try um and i think that warner does a good job of knowing what games or what franchises to turn into games and i think sony would also take care of that really well definitely and again i just think sony We'll be looking for something to combat the Bethesda thing, and this felt like the pri- the most primed, ready for that. I think you can certainly argue that Sony treats their exclusives better than Microsoft. Um, yeah, I would agree for the most part, or at least up until this point. Sure. I think Microsoft's getting a lot of the groundwork done right now with their studios. Yeah, but, but and I guess that's like, yeah. I hadn't really thought like when you initially pitched it, and I was like, oh, Sony gets the Hogwarts game, they get Arkham, whatever, they get Suicide Squad, these games that are already announced, whatever. Yeah. But I hadn't really thought about, oh, you could just shuffle around these licenses and make, you know, you could, I guess depending on whatever falls under like the Batman property, like yeah. you could send off and make like a Nightwing game that's just sure. different, like something that's not already like It would be expected. interesting to see, which I guess Sony owns Spider-Man's license, right? They don't have to appease Marvel in any way. 
Is that right? I don't know exactly how that relationship plays out. It would be interesting out. if they they owned DC properties mm, yeah. and also had Spider-Man, but I mean, if you're going to buy into two different markets, that's the market to buy into. For sure. It's interesting too cuz there was the hot speculation when that was happening was that Microsoft was going to buy WB. Yeah. Everyone thought like Everyone knew Microsoft was in the hunt to buy something. Yeah. Just no one in their right mind thought That'd it was going to be Bethesda. Bethesda yeah. Um, and that's still so shocking. It is. But yeah, I I mean, anytime you get something like that, that's like, you know, you root for the side that you play on. Sure. Of course. So anytime you can be like, we have the leg up now, screw your Elder Scrolls, screw your yeah. Doom and Fallout or whatever. We get Harry Potter, <laughs> um, you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. That would be super cool. So anything to bolster that exclusive library on my side is cool. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to say lights go down for this one because no one's going to get nearly as hype over this over the last one just because this one's still realistic and literally just ties into the other one. I just want Infamous 1 and 2 remastered. Oh. I just want Infamous 1 and 2 again. Yeah, I think that's so feasible. It has to be. Think of all the games that we have seen get remastered. Like We got Demon Souls remastered. Exactly. <laughs> and it was awesome. And it came, Demon's uh, came out in the same year as Infamous 1. Oh. 2009. I'm almost positive. Hmm. Um, so it's not like this is like... It's not like it's too far gone. Right. You know? It's not like it's difficult to remake a, you know, open world. Like, we've seen games like that remastered before. Yeah. I just... <sighs> Give it to Bluepoint. You don't even have to give it to Bluepoint. Like, Bluepoint's got better things to do, if I'm being honest. Probably. I don't know, man. That's a good but that, thing to take every on. Every time that, you know you hear these whisperings of, like, what's Bluepoint working on next, right. that's always my default. It's like, I, just please let it be this. Yeah. And I will also say, too, I've, you know, if it's only two, I would be really bummed. But part of me could really see that happening. Mm. Like, it only being two. And, like, one, I I went black, back and played one not too long ago. I think on PlayStation Now, actually. Okay. And just streamed it. And I was like, it definitely is a little more antiquated than I thought it was. Sure. You know, the movement's not as crisp. And, like, the, you know, your aiming and your projectile stuff. It's not like a, it kind of has shooter mechanics. But they're definitely not as good as, like, other shooters. Right. But I don't care. Like, make it prettier. Just you don't have to do any sort of substantial remaking of it. Give me a full trophy list and I'll go to town. That's all I want. Yeah. No, I, I don't have much to add. I, I think. Yeah. I think and it's that's a, a very me. This is one that's close no, to but my I, heart. I mean, I would buy it day one. Yeah. I, th- I think it's I think it's one of their best licenses they don't capitalize on right now yeah and i think that is all studios are trying to do is what do we have that we can bring back and that makes the most sense in the world to me. yeah just thinking about the marketing of like you know in the uh, because tsushima came out was it last year it was last year Mm -hmm. in the fervor of you know marvel you know the mcu is hot and you're putting out a game called ghost of tsushima a feudal Japan, like, <laughs> which is a great it's game. It's a good game. Yeah, I you're really, not, really you're love not, you're not trashing Ghost, Ghost anyway. But I'm like, you couldn't have ca- capitalized less. <laughs> right. So, could you imagine an infamous ad before a Marvel movie? Oh, it makes so much sense. That'd be so beautiful. All right. Uh, this is my last one. Yeah. Yeah. This is number 10. Yep. Lights don't go down. Instead, Mark Cerny walks out on the stage. He's like, <laughs> hello, everyone. My name is Mark Cerny, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to do my Mark Cerny impression. 
I did a bit one time on stream of Mark Cerny ordering a pizza. It's one of my proudest jokes. Anyway, uh, so he I would like your low fat pepperoni. Yeah, I was like a pepperoni from the pepperoni region yeah. of Italy. Um, Mark Cerny comes out on stage and he's like, "We're always trying to advance hardware here at PlayStation. You know, we gave you PSVR. It's something people didn't think was feasible, but we did it. We gave you the PS5, the most powerful console uh, on the market. We gave you the flash storage that's." so revolutionary that PC is trying to catch up. Sometimes you have to look back to look forward. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes to move forward, you got to go back. <laughs> and we've seen the popularity of the Switch. People like uh, their games on the go. <laughs> you Give lunatic. me Vita 2! I want it! I love the Vita so much. I still have mine and still play it from time to time. I just like, what would, what would be on it? Like, what would you play? You would just put... Well, you could make remote play a lot bigger of yes. a thing for sure. Without a doubt. You put any of your smaller indie or something like super hot or things that mm. can run on a PS4. Maybe it wouldn't be power equivalent to a PS4. I'm not crazy. But <laughs> I think it would be at least power equivalent to run lower PC setting stuff. Make it larger. So that you can have more PC computing, yeah. make it more switch size than like the small, the smallness of the Vita. Um, trophies on the go is still such an appealing thing to me. Definitely, and they have enough studios that they could have a side team at their studio working on a little Vita game. I don't think that you need like Uncharted: Golden Abyss is what everybody points to is like, oh, that's the Vita game, right? And that's okay. I'm cool with uh, exclusives happening, but I don't think it's necessary. Sure. I think the PlayStation ecosystem is so large now. That if you just put PlayStation Now games that you can stream mm, on there, and you put you put uh, just some of your lower uh, reduced visuals exclusives on there, like you could totally play Resogun or yeah. something like that on there. I know that's not the greatest seller in the world, but uh, I just I miss carrying around my Vita. I take my Switch home, but it doesn't have the same appeal to me because I'm not working on trophies, and I just and maybe it's just trophies driving me insane, but. I just I want I want another PlayStation Portable, whatever it would be called. Yeah, just you know, Vita sort of <laughs> burned out. I have a Vita, and it's just one of those things that I'm like, it's just never hooked me. There were no there was no like killer app that I'm like I need to play this. I never even played like Golden Abyss or mm, I played a, a little bit of it. A lot of like the bigger name games that came out. Yeah, because it always just seemed like a lesser quality version of games that I already like, even if it was a different game. Like Golden Abyss is not Uncharted 2, 3, 4 no, levels no, of quality. No, no. Just like the ones that I always see or that I think about is like the Assassin's Creeds that were oh, on yeah. Vita. Oh, yeah, Liberation Liber or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to play this kind of game <laughs> sure, like, yeah. on the I, go. I, I want to play Peggle 3. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. I would rather be more like a backlogs and indies kind yeah. of thing. Um, I still think there's a, there's a small chance they do it because the Switch is so successful, but... You, I, that's I doubt true. It. I doubt it's happening. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, I don't think they would. It seems like their secondary hardware team or whatever it is is just PSVR two. Yeah, focused. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse, I might rather have a Vita two than a still a v, VR headset that still has a big cord like tethered <laughs> to the console. Yeah, I would um, too. But yeah, I don't. I don't picture that going well for you if it ever did happen. <laughs> like, but but hey, man, trophies never on know. the go. All right, my last one. Yeah. I don't know if this is a really a lights go down, but it's a 
<laughs> and I don't know where it would happen. I like that it's a phrase now. A lights go down. Yeah. But you just, who could walk out? <laughs> well, we should just produce an E3. It would be great. It would. If you gave me a blank check, <laughs> I guess it would suck if you didn't have the games that you wanted to. Sure. But if, if they were like, okay, you get like, you get to pick like three of the games. That we're working like, on right now. Fine. Like, yeah. I'll give you a hype conference. It'll, yeah. it'll be on every website you've ever seen. I uh, think we could do it. I I am very critical of some of those conferences. And I know it's uh, a Dunning-Kruger effect where it's like you think you can do anything that you don't know how to do. Right? Yeah. But, I mean, there's got to be stuff in the works that would be hype. And they just have to have it waiting somewhere. Anyway, go ahead. So, you see, like, no, screw it. Lights go down. Yeah. And... On the screen, it's blackness, but then all of a sudden you hear like a little like guitar riff, and you see the fretboard come into focus. <laughs> I knew that the sound effect you're doing was the start of guitar, <laughs> like the yep, <laughs> that was the sound you were emulating. <laughs> and you s- it's a why is that iconic? It's like a. I think is that's the. I don't know if that was in like. Was that the same sound in like one and two? I guess three so, is my yeah. main touchstone. Um, but basically, it's like a medley of you get like I didn't play. What was like the big one in Guitar Hero One? Like a big song. Oh, I don't even. Uh, Mother by Danzig was in one. Yeah. I think. But you get like like mother. You're like mother. Was Killing the name of one? Yeah, it was in one of them. I don't remember yeah. which. But maybe it starts with like. The you see actually Guitar Hero one like gameplay okay and you hear like a song from there cuts to Guitar Hero two and you hear like Free Bird is like rocking Guitar Hero three and it cuts to like one by Metallica and you see like the triplets going on yeah. in that guitar solo cuts to Guitar Hero World Tour I forget oh. like, like all these songs that are on World Tour um, cuts to Guitar Hero Metallica and you hear like another like Metallica song and then it cuts to a Guitar Hero fretboard that you've never seen and it completely skips over Guitar Hero Whatever the one that the the, oh, the two five the was two sets called? of three fretboard yeah that was just weird. skip that one completely Guitar Hero Live Live that's, that's what, what it was. is and you see like a new presentation it's not like ornate or anything but then you see those same songs played again on this new fretboard nice and it's Guitar Hero Ultimate right it's basically the Smash Brothers Ultimate of Guitar Hero we games got everything like, we got everything we got the old songs we're it just becomes Guitar Hero the platform where, you know, we're adding new songs. I like this. There are guitar, the, bring back guitar duels from Guitar Hero 3. The My main thing, though, is bring back the classic five button, like Les Paul style controller yeah. because there's no guitar. I've played a lot of these games. Like, <laughs> I've gone back to the old Guitar Hero 2 and the Gibson the SG controllers. I've played a lot of Rock Band. I have Rock Band 4, and it's my only, at this point, outlet for this kind of game. Mm. It does, kudos to them. They do have a huge library of like DLC music. And I've I would spent enjoy playing Rock Band. A good amount of it. Um, but nothing feels better than that classic, I'm going to say, Guitar Hero 3 controller. And I just want all of the songs that I could possibly get my hands on yeah. in that exact style. Obviously, the visuals can look a little different. You're not... You don't need... As much as I like the weird story of you end up, you know, slaying the devil in hell with your guitar, <laughs> yeah. which was really fun. I don't need a story even at all. Like, right. I just, just need. It's like the rock band story where yeah. you just go 
place to place. I know like Clone Hero is like the one you know a lot of people play like on yeah. streams and stuff, and I've watched a little bit of. I kind of just want that, or as close as you can get to that on, console. on consoles. Yeah, legally. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I. It's funny we came back around to Guitar Hero, but I. Uh, <laughs> that sound effect just. Uh, <laughs> it's just gonna be stuck in my head. But no, I. I think there is an argument like Fuser did okay. I think and I bought it. I haven't played a lot of it, but people people like music games, and I that is the ultimate one. So yeah, I I'm all behind it. I would just pay that. Those peripherals are just that Guitar Hero Three controller. I don't know where mine went. And interestingly, I love that I had the Wii version of Guitar Hero Three, which mm-hmm. is what I played the most, and it was a white guitar That's instead right. of that black guitar. But they're both, they just are, they're so cool. And as someone who actually has like a black Gibson, uh, I just love that guitar and I love that guitar controller. Yeah. So, so to be determined what our actual celebration will be if any of this ever happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll rank or rate. But given the outlandishness of some of these, we have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. So, Tanner, let's move on. Do you have a recommendation this week that you would like to give to the fine folks? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think on it. You go You go first. Okay. Mine was a simple one, and I'm pretty sure I probably recommended this on something way back in the day, and it's a game that it's kind of like Rocket League that it just comes back to me every now and then, and I just I want to play a little bit of this. Okay. And it's and I, here I'll give you a little selfishness, too. I would love to, for this game to see a resurgence in popularity somehow so I can get the freaking platinum because it's one of those that's okay, like, yeah, yeah. there's a few like online trophies that are like lacking. Tricky Towers. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That game's awesome. Tricky Towers is like, I like Tricky Towers as much as I like actual Tetris because it's very, it's comparable. It's the same like. I wouldn't go that far, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Um, well, I like the like, you know, Tetris is, you know, confined, you're in this space, but there's no physics to Tetris. Sure. With Tricky Towers, it's like, you have to build this tower that's, like, actually stable and, like, winds are blowing or whatever. It, it's just very, very fun. Mm. And I, there's a trophy that I don't even know what you have to do other than I know it's online. And it's just, like, drop the moon. I'm like, what? what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a great game. If you're into Tetris, you would at least like it. Yeah. Um, if you need somebody to grind trophies with you, I'm down. I just don't know. I think you would have to play, like, online yeah, matches like- against people that are, like... You like win a race with like certain people. And, sure, like, those lobbies are dead. <laughs> Let me well, tell you. Both, if we both queue up, yeah, it might that's, be a that's better than nothing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, my recommend is going to be a game that I think. Oh man, one of the announcements I didn't do, which I think will actually happen. The reason I didn't do oh, it. Okay. Uh, Hades coming to PlayStation. Mm. I think it's just a matter of time. I just want it, it has to. Right. I just want it so bad. I would think so. Uh, but another game by Supergiant that I really like is called Pyre. Um, it is their least acclaimed game, I think, because Bastion was sort of the first forefront, and people know Bastion because it was a really well-received indie game. Transistor was a lot of people's favorite Supergiant game. I think most people have moved on to Hades, as like yeah. I have. Uh, but Pyre is a game that I came back to about a month ago, and or maybe even longer than that, and it plays like a sports game. Mm. But it's got all of the great super giant hallmarks of like the amazing music and the art style is beautiful and the story's really interesting and, and it's in this weird fantasy landscape where you're doing these things called the rights, which are basically your games. And the the, the gameplay is is there is a, a ball in the middle um that you are trying to basically score at the other person's pyre. It's like a right. circular goal. And each character has different ways they can move around and you can pass it and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, but the idea is if you f- complete your rights for that quote, like whatever it's called, but basically your season, then one of your party members gets to leave purgatory and go back to like their living life. Oh. And so it's all very high stakes in the story because, yeah. you know, people want to go back to living and you choose who goes back. So it's like, okay, I really like this character, but I also really like how they play. So do I selfishly keep them or do I send them off and, and learn about That's their cool. story? It's really dope. And uh, it's something I've been slowly chipping away at the Platinum on. And I don't know. I, I think of all the Supergiant games, it definitely gets the least love. And I get why gameplay wise, it's not, it's like the least video gamey in a way, but I just, I really love the grindiness of it. And I think it's great. Yeah. It's like, I've barely ever touched any of super giants games, Yeah, but it's one of those studios that I know. I'm like, I don't like your games, but I know you make good games. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's wild to me because I wouldn't have thought I would. Yeah. And I played transistor on a whim and absolutely adored it. And then I liked Bastion a lot because I'd played Transistor. And I really liked Pyre. And then Hades is one of the best games of last year easily. Sure. And I'm like Supergiant has slowly become one of my favorite studios. Yeah. Just because even though they don't make games that I traditionally would like, Hades is more my style than, uh, you know, Bastion was. But I still, they're so quality that it doesn't matter. And they're always fun. Yeah. Hades is going to be the one, like, if, if it does come to PlayStation... I will try it just obviously the acclaim of it, but I'm also, you always look for that game that has some sort of something that you can relate to. And I grew up really just into, I think Greek mythology is like super yeah, cool. Yeah, me too. So to at least have that sort of tether to say, okay, at least I can enjoy this part of the game, even if I don't, if the rest of the game is like, oh yeah, this is still the type of game that I don't love. Yeah. At least there's that. But at least, you know, I have something to get me in. I think Hades is the most pure fun Supergiant game. So I think you'll be okay. Gotcha. I think you'll like it. We'll be on the lookout for that. And that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I think that was a fun one. I love topics like that where we just get to throw all our harebrained ideas at the wall. Yeah, me too. We'll come up with more stuff like that. We already know what our next one is going to be, but we'll tease it a little little bit with uh, talking about NBA Street. Yes. I'm not even going to say anything else about that because that's going to be an interesting tease. We also teased it just a tad with Monkey Ball. You're right. Very early on in the podcast. Yeah. We might be sometimes to move forward. You gotta gotta go go back. back. (laughs) We'll see you all next time. For now, we're tapping out.